Blog Talk Radio. Ten years ago, a crack commando unit was sent to prison by a military court for a crime they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from maximum security stockade to the Los Angeles underground. Today, still wanted by the government, they survive as soldiers of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire... Kids and call the neighbors. It's time once again for another big fake radio show. Joining me as always, new Larry, Kevin Jank. Hey, everybody. I'm here. <laughs> Sorry to surprise you like that, Jank. But yeah, he's here. He's here. <laughs> yeah, right into it there. No preamp, no monologue, nothing. No, no, I don't do that, any of that stuff. That was the other guy. Uh, so uh, joining us as well is everyone's favorite attorney. Tuffy. Tuffy? Hello. Hey, it's Tuffy. Right off the bat, Tuffy's joining us. Uh, because, Tuffy, yeah. I, I think you told us next week you will not be here, correct? That is correct. So we need to get extra Tuffy this week. Bring <laughs> everything out of you. We need all the Tuffy we can get. Now, uh, if Tuffy... <laughs> Before, uh, let me just tell the kids what we're doing here tonight on the big show. Tuffy picked a movie for us to watch. Tuffy, tell them what we're going to be talking about. Uh, I think it's 1983's Spring Break. That is correct, Spring Break 1983. Uh, Not only will we be discussing Spring Break 1983, I also have a conspiracy about Spring Break 1983. (laughs) (laughs) What? Yes. The movie are actually things that happened in 1983 at Spring Break. (laughs) The movie. The movie. Wow. There is, a, there is a conspiracy about this film. Something happened related to this film that is... Oh, my famous. God. Yeah, so that, that's a tease. <laughs> what we call that in the business. Wow. Yeah. This movie has more fruit to it than I ever expected. Yes. Yeah, I just Very more fruit. Because I just watched it this afternoon, and I uh, stumbled upon this just a few hours before the show. So we'll see. All right. Um, also, All the we'll research discuss... you get for the yeah, LCS I do a lot. I'm a, I'm a scholar. Well, I was doing research about this movie. But <laughs> yeah. It involved a certain person in particular, <laughs> not so much the conspiracy. It involved Corinne Alfin. <laughs> it did. What a lucky guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. But uh, after we discussed. I may have done uh, an independent study myself. After we discuss Spring Break and its associated conspiracy, I'm sure Tuffy and Jank will update you on the Big Brother, right? And uh, I'm sure yep. Jank got six or seven more episodes of Columbo he talked to Tuffy about. <laughs> uh, uh, I watched the, Not that many. I watched another episode of What If? And uh, I don't know. I think that's about it. I don't know. Jank, have you seen any movies? First Slam was last week. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. Good, good point there, Tuffy. We'll definitely discuss SummerSlam. And, uh, I can talk about, like, seven minutes of that. <laughs> the worst, it's the worst seven minutes of it. Good Lord, that was bad. All right. All right. But for now, uh, let's see what else is going on. Uh, Tuffy, the uh, the state fair is done, right? No more uh, food. You, yes. you weren't eating out any more food. 
That is correct. So what were you eating for lunch this past week? Ah, just the usual. Which would be? Uh, varies day to day, depending on what's going on. I had Taco Bell one day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think I had Jimmy John's one day. I don't know. It's 10. So, but, but the key here is you usually send out for things, or you get some sort of fast food or something. Yeah, that's been the going thing for the last, I don't know, little while. Do you ever pack a lunch, Tuffy? <laughs> nah, I used to just eat, like, peanut butter and jelly every day, but... Oh, all right. Yeah, that gets old real quick. Yeah, I did uh, that for, I don't know, like, four or five years. Now, now Jake, wow. you also have to... You also leave the house to go to work, right? <laughs> yep. To, <laughs> so how do you do you have a normal – I guess you have a normal schedule, right, like 9 to 5 or whatever? Is that what it is? Uh, yeah, 7 to 3.30. 7 to 3.30? <laughs> are you a farmer? Yeah. What are you doing getting up at seven? What the fuck? <laughs> I mean, wow. i got to wake up before 6 to get there at 7. So, yeah. yeah. Holy hell. <laughs> but it's nice being out at 3.30. Got to rotate the crops. So what do you do at lunch? <laughs> I just go somewhere, usually McDonald's or like a hot dog place that's real close by, something like that. So eating healthy. Yeah, the important yep. thing is we're both eating healthy. <laughs> we're going to live forever. I saw an article this past week. I didn't read the whole, you know, just the headline or whatever. Because someone, someone posted it on a, on a wrestling message board. They are making a joke about the – Independent wrestlers should all be dead by now. But uh, I guess they said hot, if you eat a hot dog, it takes like 35 minutes off your life. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> so every hot dog you eat is like 35 <laughs> minutes off your life or something. <laughs> and, and, That's just hot dog, though, not corn dog. So I should good. have eaten two, uh, two packages last weekend. That was a mistake. Because <laughs> the, the joke is that independent wrestlers get paid with a handshake and a hot dog. There you go, kid. Thanks for the match. <laughs> you got hot dogs and sodas? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hot dogs <laughs> Kids and with problems? Oh, letter can. <laughs> yeah. Are, are, we, are we getting close to a new season of Letter Kenny? I hope so. And I don't know if like the COVID has messed up their schedule or something. That could be. And that Shorzy show as well, right? Oh, yeah. Shorzy show. All right, I don't know uh, either of those are popping up. So, so Jank, anything else going on in the world of Kevin Jank this past week? Any big news? Uh, I mean, there's never big news. <laughs> All right. Every Fair day enough. is the same. <laughs> I'm sorry, did you say you went and saw movies this week, or did you see any movies? Um, I did see one movie. I saw The Night House last week. Okay, I don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Um. It's like a, one of these kind of artsier fucking horror movies uh, starring Rebecca Hall. Um, she Which, plays like a teacher name. who's – yeah, she was, uh, she was in Iron Man 3. She was like the, uh, the woman who made Extremist. Oh, uh, like the Do you remember that? She yeah, like, uh, the one who kind of turned on him in the end. <laughs> yeah, like she had the one-night stand with Tony Stark or whatever, and then like – Yeah. Okay, yeah, I remember her. Yeah. She was good looking in that movie. <laughs> a little less so now, but... <laughs> oh, all right. 
<laughs> so it's so a yeah, she plays like a teacher. Movie? Kinda, yeah. Like it's a little bit of a thriller. Um, like she lives in this weird house, and her husband went out in a boat one day and just kind of shot himself. And no one really knows why. Like she's the one who was always depressed. Like he always was the one who would like bring her out of it. So she's all confused and she's kind of losing her mind now that this happened. She doesn't know what's going on. So she starts trying to piece things together and starts finding out all these secrets about him. And the commercials like made it look really weird. Like I thought there was some alternate universe shit going on. <laughs> like the night house. Like she he, like he had these blueprints for a, a house that was like the opposite of their house. So I was like, oh, is this going to be some weird alternate reality type thing? But it really wasn't. Um, the payoff didn't quite do it for me. So it just kind of, I don't know, I wouldn't highly recommend it by any means. Because a lot of it's very slow and just kind of like, there's times where like basically you're just watching her fall asleep. <laughs> and then like something would pop up and it'd be like, oh, scary. But like, it's like an odd, an odd choice for the screenwriter. Here's another scene where she's yeah. falling. <laughs> yeah. I saw this like 1030 in the morning. So, I mean, I was, I was up late the night before and I watching her fall asleep just made me want to fall asleep. So, <laughs> wow. so like one out of 10, is it like a four, five, something like that? Yeah. I'd give it like a four or a five. It's nothing groundbreaking. All right. Fair enough. Um, I, uh, I've been shooting hockey still, but uh, today I had to leave early. I barely did anything because uh, I injured my side again. But it's the right side this time. Oh, no. Yeah, so it was the left side last time. Oh, it was the left <laughs> lower back side. This is like the, uh, I don't know, what's that muscle toughie like on the side? Is that the lat, like from the shoulder down to the hip, that kind of muscle there? Still? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds reasonable. Well, that's really that's really sore. And, uh, yeah, like, I can't do much. And, I, you know, sneezing really hurts. So I'm going to try to sneeze. Yeah, we'll try. See how that goes. Did you bust the but, tape out yet? Uh, I actually Because ha- here's the thing. I woke up today, and I was like, yeah, I'm probably not going to go. My, You know, I should rest aside. It's Because it's been bothering me, like, all week. And I'm like, it's not feeling that good. But I'm like, you know what? No, I'm going to slap on some tape because I haven't worn the tape at all. And I'm like, yeah, I'll slap on some of the old kinesiology tape. I'm sure it'll be fine. So I put two pieces on. Didn't help a damn lick. <laughs> so, oh, shit. <laughs> so I think I'll take the next couple of days the off. problem, you can't, can't tape together. <laughs> yes. If I can't fix it with tape, what the hell can I do? So uh, maybe I'll start next week. I don't know. Hey, hey Tuffy, uh, you've been up to anything uh, new and exciting? I watched a movie. All right. Ooh. I watched Rush Suicide Squad. Hey. Suicide Squad, the new one. Yeah. And because I just talked to Mike O about this last night. We did a flea market fantasy. We reviewed a Suicide Squad issue of the comic book from mm-hmm. 1988. Yeah. Not so good. I'll be honest. Pretty terrible. Um, <laughs> so, Sounds all right. Well, but Mike, Mike L said he really liked the movie. How, how did you feel about it, Tommy? Yeah, I thought it was really good. Agreed. I praise. Nothing else, <laughs> nothing else, Tuffy? That's it? You just thought it really good? No other bits of info to share? Um, Margot Robbie looks good. Ah, nice. <laughs> Going out on a limb with that. Uh, John Cena was pretty good in it. I liked him. Yeah. 
He was the best. How, how did you watch this, Tuffy? Is this like an HBO Max thing too, or? Yeah, it's on HBO Max or HBO or whatever. Right. Something. It's on something on my TV. Yeah. yeah and the, uh, yeah, yeah, Idris Elba's way better, uh, a way better actor than Will Smith. It turns out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so he's yeah. playing the same part that Will Smith plays. Uh, if it's not, not the same part, it's a very similar <laughs> character. Yeah. They have very similar backstories. Like, they both have, like, teenage daughters that they have weird relationships with. Like, it felt like they were just basically having a new character pick up right where Will Smith left off. But Will, Will Smith was dead shot, right? Oh, okay. That, yeah, that sounds right. Yep. So who's Idris Elba? Bloodsport? <laughs> Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah. <laughs> at any point does he do a split on his kitchen counter oh wait no that's like Tom Cough was it Tom Cough or... <laughs> that's probably most of his movies <laughs> fair enough alright well that's it nothing else to report uh, l- let's get into spring break this is uh, certainly a movie worthy of discussion <laughs> yeah I'm excited I never for the backstory more than I was for this movie I had never heard of it Jack, uh, did you ever hear of Spring Break? I did see it on Amazon recently, um, but other than that, no. <laughs> yeah, Tuffy, you picked it because you just saw it randomly on on Amazon, and you saw it was leaving at the end of the month, correct? Like, but you had never heard of it, right? Yes, that's correct. Well, here's the thing. I guess it was a fairly popular film when it came out, 1983. Oh. Uh, let's go to the uh, the numbers yeah. website again. The night the box office from 1983. Uh, Jank, you know what number one was in 1983? If you think real hard, you can probably... an easy one. Yeah, I think it's tough. <laughs> yeah. Return of the Jedi? Correct. Return of the Jedi, $249 <laughs> million. Second place was $136 million, so just a wee bit back. But that was Tootsie. Tootsie. So Damn. Had, uh, People love Tootsie. Ewoks, Ewoks or Dustin Hoffman in a dress. Those are the big things in 1983. <laughs> yeah. Or Spring Break. At, at number three, we had Flashdance. That was super popular, uh, $90 million. Yeah. Also at $90 million, Trading Places. And War Games. <laughs> old uh, Matthew Broderick, that creepy son of a bitch. And we have at number <laughs> six, Octopussy, uh, James Bond, Robert Moore, and uh, Maude Adams, I believe, right? Or, no, was she in – I think so, right? Uh, whatever. I don't care. No, no. Number, number seven, one of my favorite movies of all time, Mr. Mom. Mr. Mom. Ooh, yeah, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. 64.8 million for Mr. Mom. Number eight, Staying Alive. <laughs> oh, wow. That is surprising. <laughs> well, when Frank Stallone's on your soundtrack, that bumps you up at least a couple uh, of notches. Brought in 63 million. Uh, at number nine, Risky Business. So... Four, Tom Ooh, Cruise, I love that movie. The Joys of Scientology. He was number nine. Number ten. <laughs> Before he learned those joys, he learned the joys of Rebecca De Mornay. Ooh, <laughs> la and la. <laughs> and number ten, National Lampoon's Vacation. Wow. Yeah. That's a good one. Uh, 
some other big name movies came out in December and they made the list, but you know, like Gandhi was 13, came out in December. <laughs> oh, that's um, my favorite. Uh, E.T. ranked Gandhi 21st, too. even though it came out in June <laughs> of 82, E.T. still ranked 21st in 1983, so they did a lot of money wow. at E.T. Uh, then we have Porky's 2 at 22, uh, jumping down, Easy Money at 26, Rodney Dangerfield, Easy Money. Uh, 28, The Outsiders. At 29, Spring Break. The movie we're 29. Holy 29. Fuck. It had a budget of 4.5 million and it grossed 24 million. So it was a very successful film. Uh, what did all that budget go to 30 million special? <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping all that budget went for uh, Corinne Alfin because she earned every goddamn penny. But uh, otherwise, yeah, I don't know where the budget went. But, uh, yeah, unless they're making her unitards. <laughs> interesting, though. <laughs> at number 30, just one spot behind Spring Break, Sophie's Choice, which, again, a very similar film to Spring Break. Very similar. Yeah, that'd be a good double feature. Uh, <laughs> Sophie's Choice came out in December, <laughs> though. So, like, you know, it, you know, these are just for 1980. Or, no, it came out in December of 82. Holy hell. So, so I guess it's twenty three point eight million includes everything except its opening weekend or whatever or week three. Wow. Uh, also, <laughs> they uh, put that movie out on Christmas, <laughs> December tenth, yeah, nineteen eighty two. At thirty two, feel good movie. Yeah, now here's a, here's a big uh, movie that came out in December of eighty three, so it only had a couple weeks of box office and it made twenty two million. Scarface, Scarface. Now remember that because Hell we'll be yeah. discussing Scarface later on when we get Ooh. into yeah. mm. uh, a couple other movies from 1983: Cujo, The Dead Zone, The Dark Crystal, Officer and a Gentleman. Well, that was they came out in '82 and it still made a ton of money in '83. Um, Damn. Max Dugan returns, which Mike always wants us to do on the show, and I'm like, no fucking way, I want to Max Dugan. <laughs> Oh, Valley Girl was 43rd, another uh, oh, yeah. lucky movie that we watched. So look at that. Spring Break trounced Valley Girl in the, in the standings here. Wow. It made, it made like two that and a half times. boggles my mind. Yeah. That's got to be the, pr- the promise of boobs. But they should have known that Dottie <laughs> got naked in Valley Girl. So, you know, throw some more yeah, money yeah. that way. I will say this. Dottie's uh, nude scene in Valley Girl is better than any nude scene in Spring Break. I won't say that. Um, <laughs> DC Cab, 65th. I've never seen DC Cab. I know there's a very impressive nude scene in it, though, from you know, being a researcher. And is it Mr. T? It is not Mr. T. Aw. Meet the T, Force. They list uh, a shit ton of movies here in 1983. I'm still panning down, and they're still going. 179 movies they list. And the last movie is Better Late Than Never. Never heard of it. it made $24,000. <laughs> that could be why I never heard of it. All right. So. Yeah, but I never heard of Spring Break either. And apparently. <laughs> the, movie that, the movie that finished the 168th, Puberty Blues. Puberty Blues. <laughs> <laughs> Not like one of those movies they show you in school. Like, we're going to teach you know. about puberty. I want to see more about puberty blues. It was, uh, it was made in Australia, so that could be why I guess we never heard of it. 
looking at the cast and crew. Yeah, if I ever see that one, I'm going to have to take that. All right, but anyway, sounds amazing. A very successful film in 1983, which is shocking to me. And I guess <laughs> this is kind of like uh, apparently the first uh, – well, first of all, uh, Jake, did you ever go to spring break down to Fort Lauderdale? You seem like that kind of fellow. No. <laughs> Sadly, <laughs> you know? no. Huffy, what about I don't you? think I ever went anywhere. Yeah, I never had a uh, spring break in the traditional sense. Mm-hmm. Well, as Just you going may have home. guessed, <laughs> I, went, I went there every year, and it was awesome. Because <laughs> you know me. I, yes, I've never gone to spring break. Um, really? But I, I was always in the wet T-shirt contest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, a, what a despicable scene that was, but we'll get to that later. All right. Uh, <laughs> so spring break, this is kind of credited with bringing back all the spring break movies, because technically I guess the first spring break movie was uh, Where the Boys Are in 1960. And then they did a remake of that in 84, but this is 83. And it spawned like a string uh, of these kind of movies. So, uh, yeah, blame Spring Break Ooh. for this. What, what was that one? Uh, <laughs> Selena Gomez and Spring Breakers? Spring Breakers. Breakers. Yeah. Now, is that any good? Did you ever see that? I saw it. It was somewhat interesting. It's very kind of experimental. Um, yeah, because I It's I like Harmony her... Corinne, that same guy that made kids and all that stuff. So, Ugh, that you know, it's going to be weird. Yeah, yeah. he's a fucking weirdo. Because I remember, remember when I was on those, watching all those movies every week or whatever, like I was going through a list of movies, and I remember seeing that list, and like people actually said it was pretty good, and I was like, oh, that seems surprising. How could that possibly be? <laughs> but I never watched it. All right, so you got yeah. Franco in that. Uh, yeah, right. he, he yeah. plays a weird character in that movie. That is shocking, because he seems like such a normal <laughs> fellow. All right, so uh, Spring Break, the director here is a fellow named Sean S. Cunningham. Jank, do you know who that yeah, is? Yeah, sure tell do. The, tell the kids who that is. He is the, uh, the mad genius behind the idea of ripping off Halloween to make Friday the 13th. Taking <laughs> <laughs> oh, a shot at him for it. All right. Now, I think he's pretty much admitted as much for it. He's like, yeah, let's, let's do that, but at a summer camp. <laughs> Does Larry ever take offense to when he hears you say something like that? Because he loves Friday the 13th. <laughs> I do, too. Don't get me wrong. Like, I fucking love those movies. <laughs> but it's clear where the source was. Did you ever hear the story of that, too, where, like, they didn't even have an idea for a movie, and the guy just put, like, a – he was like, Friday the 13th sounds scary, and he came up with, like, a poster – and it's just like a quote, like, this is the most horrifying movie you'll ever see. And, like, just off that, they greenlit it, even though there was no concept <laughs> of what the movie was going to be about. Uh, Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he directed that first one, and he, like, I, I guess he produced it. And he, he, how many Friday the 13th movies have there been? Like, I don't know, 13? There's been a shit ton, right? There's like. Uh, 11, counting the okay, Raven one. I think he's yeah. been involved. Well, I think that's in like, just twelve if you count Freddy vs. Jason too. <laughs> yeah, he was involved in that one. He, I, he was involved in like five or six of them, all told, as a producer or something. He had his hand in everything, and I guess he yeah. did some stuff with Wes, Wes Craven as well and stuff like that. But uh, I, I think was Friday, Friday the Thirteenth was after Spring Break, or no, it was before Spring Break, right? What, what year did that come out? Yeah, it was definitely. It was uh, either seventy eight or seventy nine, I think. Yeah, oh, really? The first one. Yeah, I think it was late seventies. Maybe 80 right. at the most. 
So, uh, yeah, that's who the director is here. So, very similar film, Friday the 13th and Spring Break. <laughs> they both have boobs. I guess that's the one one tie. <laughs> the uh, writer here is, is a fellow named David Smilow, S-M-I-L-O-W, and uh, he really did nothing but else of significance in the movies. So <laughs> he, he, he did. With a name like that, I don't know how he couldn't have caught on. He, he uh, went on to write some uh, for soap operas and stuff. I think um, the top cast here, a bunch of uh, who's uh, who's who of who's that. David Nell plays Nelson. Uh, now this guy was very familiar though, and I yeah, I and I looked. He was in two episodes of Alf, so maybe that's why I recognize him. I don't know. <laughs> he has a very familiar face. This kid, he plays Nelson. Yeah, he definitely did. Well, maybe we should I give. I looked at IMDb though, and it didn't make any sense. I was like, nope, none of these is not yeah, exactly. or anything I've seen, except for Alf. And I was like, oh, that must have been it. It must have been Alf. <laughs> hey, before I guess before we go through the cast and say who the actors are, Tuffy, uh, give us a little brief synopsis of the plot of the film for everybody. I'm sure it's a real uh, mystery. There's two. Great, but yeah. yeah, it's uh, two young college students, two guys, go down to Fort Lauderdale for spring break. Um, one of them is supposed to have been staying to help his dad with a political campaign, his stepdad with a political campaign. <laughs> so he feels bad yeah. about going on spring break. Uh, so they check into the Seas and Breeze Hotel or something like that. Um, go to the room while they're uh, – and then two other guys come and check in, and they're in the same room because they accidentally double-booked it, and there's no other place to stay. So they all agree to stay together. Yeah, uh, or do they? Yeah, or do they? Yeah. And so, but the uh, – yeah, they're all four living in this little uh, room, and they're down there for spring break, and they want to have some party and have some fun. Woohoo! And uh, But then, like, his stepdad <laughs> comes down because he sees yep. his son in the newspaper, and he wants to bring his stepson back because he doesn't want him ruining his political campaign, bringing shame to the family or whatever. Then there's a subplot about the hotel being uh, closed, even though we never yeah. really get to know the owner of the hotel or anything. So there's no much of it. No. Also. Yeah. Um, but that's basically and then, the uh, Yeah, they all go and meet some ladies, basically. That's about it. <laughs> Eventually, yeah. <laughs> and, and yet, yeah, the first yeah. dudes on dude action. The, the first half of this movie. Yes, th- this whole film is just a, a basically a gay porn masquerading as <laughs> softcore porn. But uh, so David I got a Nelson, clip here of a uh, there's a Lonely Island song about called the Spring Break Anthem. It very much reminded me of this movie. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> Let me play well, yeah, a little clip here. All right. Marry a man. <laughs> yep. That's where this is all going to end up. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> the, the, the first two kids that go down there, oh, I should mention since we brought up music, uh, the theme song for Spring Break performed by Cheap Trick. Cheap Trick. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Any big Cheap Trick fans out there? <laughs> uh, guess not. That's pretty um, good. I mean, uh, yeah. That's fine. So the first two kids, well, I guess the opening credits, 
there, there's a wacky song going on. I guess it's the Cheap Trick song. And then uh, they have opening credits where they got, like, the letters in spring and, like, break written in, like, neon pink's cursive. And then, like, the, the letters for spring are behind it. And in the letters, there's, like, you know, movie or scenes, live-action scenes and of, like, the beach and stuff. And the girl in the eye was very attractive. That's the girl in the letter <laughs> eye. So focus on Melinda that. May taught us that shadows could be sexy, and now we've learned that opening <laughs> titles can be sexy. <laughs> the letter I. It's very pleasing. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, like Tuffy says, these two kids. The, the two kids that go down are uh, Adam and Nelson. And we mentioned Nelson's the kid that was announced for two episodes. Adam was played by Perry Lang. And I have no idea who the fuck he is or what he ever did. I don't know. Um, no, he didn't even look familiar like the other kid. So then yeah. the other two guys that show up, supposedly college kids, but they're pushing 30, easy. Um, they're very <laughs> old. Uh, the first guy is named uh, O.T. I thought it was Q.T., but they have O.T. here on IMDb. I don't know. I guess we'll yeah, it was O.T. All right, O.T. And he's played by Steve Bassett. And uh, I guess this guy went on to be famous uh, on uh, As the World Turns. He became a regular on there for many, many, many years. So if you're interested, mm. probably recognize him. <laughs> and then there's a fellow named Paul Land who plays Stu. And he's basically a bigger Adrian Zamed. That's how I like to think of him. He looks exactly like <laughs> Adrian Pretty accurate. Yeah. So, But again, these guys look like, you know, much, much older than the other two, uh, but they're all yeah. in college. So. Well, they weren't in college. Those two guys just, uh, like, saved up money and took a week off of work, I thought. Oh, I thought they – oh, that's right. Yeah. I, I oh, really? I thought they were in college. They said he was yeah. going to be a lawyer or something. Like everyone Maybe they were. Movies. <laughs> yeah, I assume I assumed they were all in college because the one yeah, – Paul Land does say, I, I, had, I was working oh, – usually a vacation for me is working one job instead of three. I saved my money up for two years to come down here. But I don't know. I just assumed he was still a college kid, though. But, yeah. Yeah, that could be. I mean, it's kind of creepy if you're in your 30s and you're going down to Fort Lauderdale for spring break, no? <laughs> well, you should have done that when you were getting your degree recently. Like, that's you right. Know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in college, technically. I was 33. I could have went down there. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, is there anyone else famous in this? I don't think so, right? Just uh, no one. Uh, no. <laughs> Corinne yeah. Alfin. Yeah, we mentioned Corinne Alfin. Uh, she plays Joan, and uh, she's a smoking hawk girl in this movie. And uh, she was the penthouse pet of the year in 1982. So fresh I could see why. Oh, yeah, she's yeah. spectacular. That makes sense. <laughs> she's definitely a front runner for the uh, the best-looking lady in next yeah. year's uh, awards. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, I guess... Yeah, here she's Corinne Alpha, and later on she becomes Corinne Wall because she married Ken Wall. Do you remember that actor guy, Ken Wall from A Wise Guy? Nope. <laughs> no. All right, well, he's I don't know famous. what any of that means. As a TV show <laughs> called Wise Guy, Ken Wall was the star. He's kind of like a, uh, I don't know how to describe him, but he was pretty famous in the mid, early to mid-80s. So they were married for a bit, and then they divorced, and he went on to marry like two other different ladies. But, uh, yes, Penthouse Pet of the Year, 1982. And uh, also, again, I'm a scholar. I enjoy scholarly pursuits, so, of course, I research it thoroughly. <laughs> She's also a licensed uh-huh. practitioner of reading tarot cards. 
She's a qualified oh, tarot card reader, and she has her she had her own website. The website's still there. I don't know if she's active. Hey, maybe I can get her on the show to read, read tarot cards for us. Yes. The website. Looks I wonder like if she does it like uh, you know in in mall rats where they have that topless <laughs> fortune teller. <laughs> I hope so. But that, that lady is also one of my favorites, uh, Terry from Three's Company, the lady in mall rats. Yeah. Yep. Um, Still barn. Yes, Priscilla Barnes. Uh, so anyway, uh, Corinne Alphen, uh, tremendous. And also, the other good-looking lady in this movie is uh, Susie, and she's played by Jane Modine. She's like, uh, you know, the girl that Nelson is falling in love with. I liked her. I thought she was really cute. <laughs> yeah. And uh, she, she, was. Was in a, she was in an episode of Cheers, for you Cheers lovers out there. Uh, it was a, uh, what season? It would probably be around season seven. And uh, it was his Christmas episode. Sam was trying to find uh, – he didn't think they were getting gifts for everybody, but everybody was buying Rebecca a gift. So he had to, like, hurry up and try and buy gifts for everybody. So And all the stores were closed. And she finds him on the street, and she agrees to give him, like, uh, some earrings that she's going to give to her, like, her – I don't know, her mom or something. So, yeah. But if you ever saw that episode of Cheers, that's this girl. Tuffy, I know you love the Cheers, so you know exactly what I'm talking about. I mean, I've seen Cheers before. <laughs> yeah. That's about where I'm at. I remember when I was a kid. But uh, Jane Modine, like she was it. also, she did a lot of modeling in her young days before this. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of, like, JCPenney catalog kind of modeling. And don't kid yourself. Ooh. A lot of foxy ladies in those catalogs back in the day. Because yeah, they came in handy. That's all I had for porn when I was a kid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Go to the bra section, and that's as good also, as you're gonna get. She was on the cover of the Inside Sports swimsuit issue, like the first issue of that, I guess. She was the cover girl for that. And uh, so, if you want to look for that, but I like Jane Modine, really cute. All right, yeah. so spring break, the guys get down. What happens, Tuffy? After they get down there, they go uh, have a uh, ghost house. They they agreed to all stay in the same room. and um, Yeah. Well, I, the first they agreed just to all go hang out the first night, I think. So they go out. Yeah, and, uh, it was a confusing Stu conversation later. Like, where are you guys going to go? Yeah, yeah I, I, thought, I thought they all agreed to stay in the same place. Yeah, I thought that. But then they have the same right conversation there. like the next day. So <laughs> either way. Yeah, they all go out, and uh, they're out drinking and then driving around, and uh, Stu and OT, they're all riding in their car, but then they see some foxy ladies riding like a Corvette, yeah. I think. Yeah, they're at a gas station. <laughs> they're getting gas. These yeah. two girls in a red Corvette uh, pull up, a, a convertible, and uh, they're, by the way, this movie's a commercial for drinking and driving. Everyone in it is <laughs> yeah. hammered and driving around Fort Lauderdale. Just That's when the politician does it. <laughs> so this girl drinking a beer she just honks her horn and uh, Stu gets out and she just hands him a beer he's drinking it I didn't see him exchange one word with her and then he just like looks no. over and says hey OT come on and they jump in the car and they take off and they give Nelson and Adam the keys to their car then they're driving yeah. around yeah so then uh, Adam and Nelson just kind of cruise around back to the hotel you know struck out for the night, so to speak. And then Stu and OT come in with the same ladies. Yeah. And, you know, start making making a sweet love on them. 
<laughs> Half an elf and just like literally right the corner and thing. watch. Yes, this is, very, <laughs> this is very disturbing. All right, so o- OT and his lady, they fall on the bed, and they're making out, and, and then she says, oh, give me a uh, I'll be right back or something. So she stands up, and then, but, like, uh, Nelson is in the bed with them. He's still in the bed, and, and yeah. OT has to Scoot tell her, like, hey, kind of like, you know, get out of the bed, and, and he's like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll get out of the bed. But, I mean, this but might then, explain like, why they had to have the conversation about where they're all staying a second time, because it was like, after last night, we're still all staying together. This isn't weird for anybody yet. Yeah, because like, yeah, why don't you guys go sleep says. with those ladies at their place? They obviously have a room. Well, no, 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 no. You don't want it. You go to. You don't bring sand to the beach. You know what I'm saying? You find a lady for one night, and you just toss her. You know, you don't. No, nope. yeah. <laughs> You're not getting tied down first night in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, I feel all like it should have been more of Stu and OT saying like, "Here's the ground rules." Like, yeah, if we get two ladies back here. You have to find somewhere else to go unless you also are bringing <laughs> ladies back. This is just weird I, the way we have I think that would be yeah. Like, you know, if you're there and you, you, two fellows come out with uh, two ladies, you're like, all right, I'll, I'll excuse myself. But no, not Adam and Nelson. They just crawl along on the floor and watch as long as they can until, uh, <laughs> until Adam's just getting like too so horned. horned up. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, I can't take it. I can't take it. So what do they do? Do they leave the room? No, they just go in the bathroom and listen. In the from the bathroom, while uh, <laughs> OT. But these two ladies do uh, get uh, naked, and you know it was nice. So congratulations to them. Yeah. And uh, fan of this scene. Yeah. Um, but the, yeah, so Adam and Steve, they're Adam and Steve. Adam and Nelson, they're creepy little dudes. They just were happily watching them make the sweet sweet <laughs> love to two ladies. And they're like, "Yep, we're gonna do it." And uh, <laughs> well, and it's then, our room. <laughs> this is like and then, uh, the Spice Channel. So then I think the next scene, like, the we, it's the next morning, right? And they're all four of them are in the bathroom together. And by oh, all, yeah, I mean, disgusting. I mean the guys, not the girls. And the, yeah. the, the girls have left. All four guys are in the bathroom together. Adam is in the shower. Nelson is like brushing his. Or is he? Is this where he's shaving, or is that later? I think that's later, right? He's brushing his teeth. No, this is where he's shaving. Yeah. Oh, he's shaving. All right. And, yeah. Uh, Stu is like behind him, and and uh, Jank, where is OT? Our buddy OT, what's he doing? <laughs> OT is taking a shit in the midst of all this. Yes, with everyone in the room, <laughs> no shame. Yeah. And this is a very small bathroom. It's not like you know yeah. they're all like within two inches of each other. You know, like it's not like yeah. they're spread out or anything. They're and yeah, OT's just going to town right there. And yeah, this is after is wrong earlier. Where all understand. four of them were crowded around one toilet taking a piss yeah. at the same time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this movie is so – it's just a love letter to the four of them. They all just want to make sweet, sweet love, but they <laughs> yeah. just don't know how to do it. And, uh, yeah, it is so strange. The four, like, like Tuffy, there is definitely sexual tension from Nelson and Adam to these two guys, right? They they love these two guys. They wanted Well, to the be scene where uh... – they bring the two ladies back and Adam and Nelson are just watching what I thought of was the Chappelle show, uh, mad real world where, uh, Lysol is in the corners, like whacking off while, um, I can't remember <laughs> the other guy's name yeah. having sex with Katie. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. I never saw it, but yeah, you, you sure do paint an image though. That's quite the picture for me. Yeah. 
And uh, <laughs> so they decide to go out after, you know, T takes a shit. They decide, all right. Well, no, we get to see Adam show his ass to them because Adam, like he's taking a shower. He decides to just show them his ass, too, in that scene. There's a lot of men ass in this movie. There's at least yeah. One. The belly flop contest. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, we we forgot about the, wasn't that that was before this right the belly flop contest wasn't that the first thing yeah I think they, that was like yeah, the establishing like, shots yeah that's how they first so, kind of became friends I guess like they're like oh that's our roommate yeah o, OT went up he climbed a palm tree and jumped off the palm tree into the swimming pool to like win the belly flop contest <laughs> yeah apparently no one's ever done this they're like he's broken a record yeah because there's because there's clearly records with the belly flop contest, because that's easily measurable. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. I, I have no idea. So, uh, did, I, did he get anything for winning? I don't remember. I don't think so, right? He. I don't think so. Oh, oh, but also at that before the right before the belly flop contest, we get to see them become friends because uh, Nelson accidentally spills a beer on the back of like this biker dude. And uh, the biker guy's going to beat him up, but uh, O.T. steps in because O.T. is a taller fella. And he says, uh, hey, he's my roommate, so knock it off. So he scares the guy away. So that's how they bond and become friends, I guess. Over that. Yeah. And then soon after, they all drink beers real quick out of the same straw. Gross. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, four of you are going to crowd around one toilet to piss. You're pretty good friends. There's no barriers left when someone shits in front of you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So uh, I I don't know. This is basically it's just all nonsense. I guess at this point has uh, Nelson seen uh, Jane Modine yet? Like from a distance, he's seen her, right? Like walking. Uh, Well, the second night they go out, and that's where they see everybody. I thought. Oh yeah, I think you're right. Because first they see, Cause they go uh, out, they see and, Corinne uh, in the shower, the, like the beach shower. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. T- tell us about that scene, Jack. Tell us about that scene. Oh, that was <laughs> tremendous. They were just heading towards the beach. Uh, there's like this song that's very on the nose about, let's go to the beach. <laughs> and uh, yeah. <laughs> they see standing in the, the, the beach shower there, washing herself off, this vision known as Corinne <laughs> Alpin. <laughs> it was yeah. tremendous. Yeah. And OT goes up there and he starts hitting on her and I think she he just has like something to drink right and she's like did you bring me some and he's like oh yeah and he gives her yeah. a sip and that's it love and then she, from there on she she takes his sunglasses and then she just leaves though like what is it if you're OT what are you doing in that situation like how do you just let her walk away like but he he just lets her walk away climb a palm tree for a belly flop contest he knows he'll find her around I guess yeah. <laughs> I I guess it's one of those things in movies where people. Well, I guess they're all down in Fort Lauderdale. I've never been to Fort. Lauderdale. I guess it's a pretty compact area of activity. Like maybe one, they figure they're going to run into each other again. But you know, I never run into anyone again. Yeah, so. it's leaving a lot to chance. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, you can't let that get away. No, you got to lock that down. You you run into yeah. an alpha. You gotta you gotta take yeah. steps. You can't just let that go. All right, so uh, yeah, they meet Corinne Alfin. And, uh, like, Nelson is seeing Jane Modine throughout the movie occasionally, like, but he never, you know, does anything. And then they eventually run into her later. 
But uh, they yeah. see she doesn't always have, to have this guy with her most of the time that I don't know who the fuck that was. Her bodyguard or something, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but the bikini contest, I guess they all had big muscle-bound dudes to help them off the stage or something. And I guess yeah. Oh, that was later. Yeah, that was way later. Even at the that's beach, so... some guy came up and like put his arm around her and stuff. So. Yeah, well, yeah. I guess just down. I guess just down there, you know, you're just flirting around and with everybody, so you don't. <laughs> I don't yeah. Know. Yeah. Well, I mean, from my past experience of going to Fort Lauderdale every spring, that's what happens. That's just what happens. You, just, you know, just always have a new girl on your arm. At least I did in my annual trip down to Fort Lauderdale. So um, when do they – because I, I think I remember – this movie's long. It's an hour and like 40 minutes or something. It's very long. It's uh, Yeah, for someone with this little plot, it does go on for quite a while. Yeah, because I remember the after we see Corinne Alfin in the in the shower, but then she shows up again. She's the lead singer of a band at at some club they go to, and yeah, that's, that's when, tremendous. I, yeah, that's when I looked at the time of the movie, and I'm like, all right, this is when the movie finally gets good because she looks amazing here, and uh, it was like a good forty five fifty minutes into the film, and like this is when it finally starts to get interesting. Corinne Alfin's there. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I. I She's like the lead singer of this all-girl band, and this band is a real band, Jank, uh, called Hot Date. They're a real wow. band. Wow. hear them. No, um, I'm just assuming she's not the real singer. Yeah, she, the bassist in the movie uh, was the singer. Her name was Marilyn Max, and she was the normal vocalist. But for the film, of course, they have – and Marilyn Max did the singing, and Corinne Alfin just did lip-syncing over the vocals. So. Yeah, you can kind of tell. You can kind of tell, but – who cares? <laughs> she looks amazing. Good lord. She's wearing like a skin tight unitard and basically her most of her dance moves is all involved a pelvic thrust. Yeah. So it was fucking great. <laughs> Thumbs <Yeah>. up. <laughs> Tell uh, me any any This just popped any, in my head before we get to this scene was uh not O T, who's the other guy? Stu. Stu. Stu was wearing like a speedo bikini the whole yeah. time. Yes, it, was it very seems disturbing. like he could have like um, cleaned up down there, <laughs> or he put the speedo on. A veritable forest down there. <laughs> Stew. Yeah, if you like, if you like dudes' asses and dudes in uh, uh, speedos and and dudes in wet underpants, seats. I only say that because uh, while we're talking, I've been doing some some scholarly research on Corinne Alpin. <laughs> Yeah, she could have cleaned up down there yeah. back in the day, yeah. I mean, she had a similar <laughs> problem to Stu. Yeah. But, you know, what the hell? It was 70s. Accurate. I guess so it's maybe. like, you know, it's 1983. That's kind of the way things were. Well, well, her first appearance in Penthouse, I guess, was like 78. So uh, a lot of the early ones you're seeing are probably from 78. But, yeah. Um, I don't know. So, yeah, so they're at the uh, the bar with the band. So OT just goes up and starts, you know, Hit on her again. <laughs> yeah, uh, she, she's still wearing his sunglasses right on stage, I think, or um, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And yeah, so he goes right up to the front of the stage, and he's just staring at her, and she's like pointing to him and stuff, and singing directly to him, and and like pushing his face away, and just play, play, being playful with him and stuff. And there's one scene where she like pushes his face away, and he turns to the camera, and he's like laughing, and it is so awkwardly goofy, like the face he makes. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. It was so bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, weird choice. 
Yeah. So then they have the wet T-shirt contest. Yes, the wet T-shirt contest. <laughs> and not, not Nelson. Not, Adam is the other guy? Yes, Adam is the other guy. Yeah, him and one of the wet T-shirt contest ladies really hit it off. Actually, two of the wet yeah, T-shirt two contest of ladies them. hit it yeah. off. Okay. Yeah, he, he made, made the three, he made the three later that evening. He made <laughs> yeah. the three with two of these ladies. And they were both way out of his league. Like, there's no way they'd be yeah. with him. And, um, yeah, yeah, so the wet T-shirt contest. And uh, this was a nice scene because, as expected, we get to see ladies in wet T-shirts. And then soon after, out of the wet T-shirts. So that was nice. Thanks <laughs> for that. Yeah. Director of Friday the 13th. Yeah. Thank you for that. Much appreciated. Even one of the ladies uh, in the crowd who's, like, on somebody's shoulders just took her yeah. top off, too. She's like, why not? Yeah. I'm an amateur. Crowd, partic- crowd participation, <laughs> yeah. That's what you like to see. Yeah. <laughs> so that was nice. And then it kind of went downhill after that because immediately after, <laughs> Tuffy. Well, then there's the wet he-shirt contest where all the wet fellows t-shirt. get in the wet t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Which, and, and also uh, wet Which like I underpants. I thought that was pretty progressive for 1983. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and also the wet, white, tight, tidy whiteies. They also yeah. passed down. And I that was disturbing, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, you saw more of Stu than you ever needed to. Yeah, Stu yeah. and Adam were, were involved in that. Oh, and by the way, while this was all going on, I, I think uh, Nelson found uh, Jane Modine. He finally saw her playing Galaga at yeah. the bar. Yeah. And, and he goes over and Gave picks her some on pointers. Her. Yeah, and I guess here's some trivia there for you. All the things he's talking about Galaga, like he's like, like use your hyper boost and hit this, none of that is in the game at all. It's all just made up bullshit. <laughs> um, so, so if you're hoping you to play Galaga, for this. yeah, if you're hoping to play Galaga by uh, watching you know Spring Break, don't you'll you'll be terrible. Don't follow Nelson's advice when you're playing Galaga. Yeah. But uh, he's a real whiz at Galaga. <laughs> I feel lied to. And he wins over Jane Modine with his joystick mastery. And, uh, <laughs> and and right away, she's like, hey, let's go back to my room. So, like, you know, yeah. this Nelson guy. Yeah. I, he, I don't think they've said more than, like, three words to each other, basically, other than talking about Galaga. But all yeah, of a sudden, she's, like, she's very hot. <laughs> she's like, that's enough for me. I'm very your, forgiving of him later on. And all your Fort Lauderdale adventures, how many arcade video game hookups did you end up having? <laughs> Six. Yeah, but none with Gallagher. Wow. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. It was all Miss but Pac-Man? Were, uh, a lot of Donkey Kong and Asteroids. A lot, you know? But, um, <laughs> so, yeah, well, so he goes back. Um, yeah, they go back to her hotel room, and I think the implication is that Adam and Nelson have neither perverted. ever had sex before. Yeah. 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 Pure as the driven that seems about right. So he's all nervous, and he says he's thirsty. Yes. So she says, go get a Coke. <laughs> Rookie mistake. Yeah. Yes. Uh, she said, give me one, too. Now, an interesting point here about this film, because we've also seen uh, OT drinking a Coke earlier at the when they're all hung over at the cafe and stuff. Uh, this was made by Columbia Pictures, which at the time was a subsidiary of the Coca-Cola company. So, yeah, Coca-Cola product placement in this film was intentional and deliberate. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So so he says, uh, I'll go get you, get us some Cokes. Well, yeah, here's a tip for you young fellows out there. Maybe you've never been with a lady or whatever. You need some advice. If you're ever in the hotel room of a lady, a smoking hot lady, and she wants to have sex with you, 
One, don't say you're thirsty. Uh, two, don't volunteer to go get a Coke. And three, if you do, write down the room number. Or just make sure you yeah. know yeah. what because you you can see where yeah, I think don't leave the room is the key advice. Yeah, there. that's that's the key. That's the key. <laughs> yes, don't don't run away. <laughs> Once you're in there, don't make any excuses to leave unless she tells you to like get out of here. No, no, no. She doesn't yeah. want you to leave. You're there. Don't come up with reasons to leave. That's a bad move. Don't do that. Don't yeah, salt tag yeah. ain't gonna help you. Yeah. Now, in like his uh, nervousness and hesitancy, he also says like, "Oh, well, maybe we can do something again tomorrow." And she says that she's leaving the next day. Yeah. Yep. So he runs down to get the coke, uh, starts knocking on doors and hotel security calls because he can't remember the room number. Yeah. And he gets kicked out of the hotel, and there goes Susie forever. <laughs> yeah. Just <laughs> miss sweet, sweet love to Jane Modine. And, uh, yeah. Now, if that was the end of it, like, do you ever recover? <laughs> I don't think you do. <laughs> I would have hung myself that night. Yeah, I would have hung myself that yeah. night. Actually, I, I think, you, you know, you know, she's leaving tomorrow. That's what she said. So why don't you just sit outside the hotel all night and just wait until she comes out of it? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That's pretty much your best move in that spot, I think. Listen, you got With, five uh, minutes before you got to head out of town. <laughs> yes, it wouldn't take long. We got a cab worry. ride. <laughs> It'll be quick, I promise. <laughs> so, but not Nelson. He decides to go back and uh, tell his buddy Adam what happened. So he finds Adam though on the beach, but Adam's just uh, recovering from making three with the two ladies in the wet t-shirt contest. So he's over the moon. Yeah, all so night he, long. Yeah, and he's like, "Hey, how was it?" He goes, "Which time? Holy hell! Look at this Adam <laughs> guy giving it to two ladies multiple times." Oh, to be 18 again. Got more huh? stamina than that guy yeah. in uh, <laughs> Lovely But Deadly. <laughs> oh, I remember that, yeah. I'd like to have sex with you, but I was just having sex with someone else like a minute ago, so can you wait, maybe? But you're next in line. All right. Uh, that movie was awesome. All right. So, uh, so uh, Nelson is all depressed and sad. He's like, I think I'm just going home. I'm leaving. But then they see a, a pack of girls running along the beach, and he goes, "Well, you know, don't hold me to that." So he decides to stay a little longer. Something. Oh, have they found out that they're uh, that his stepdad down in Fort Lauderdale now? Have, have we had that scene? Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, because uh, the first time they saw those guys, they saw the boat originally. That's how they knew he was there. And then they saw the two guys at the club when he meets, uh, you know, the girl playing Galaga. Oh, that's right. Yeah, but then yeah, they yeah, leave early enough so that they don't see them there. Yeah. Yeah. So like his stepdad sees a picture in the paper of Nelson and Adam when they had the car driving down the, you know, the thoroughfare there. And uh, he says, I got to go down there and get to this kid before he embarrasses me. So they take the, the yacht down there and the yacht is parked at the uh, dock. And uh, while Adam and Nelson and Stu and OT are having one of their gay adventures on the dock, um, they start <laughs> spraying each other with a hose because, you know, that's what dudes do. You get, you get drunk and spray each other with hoses. And to hey, you're close away. You better take those off, that kind of thing. So uh, while they're doing that, here it's right in front of his stepdad's yacht. So he's like, oh, no, my stepdad's here. And he starts freaking out. And uh, yeah, he can't have fun in Fort Lauderdale if his stepdad's here. Oh, no. Yeah. So, <laughs> anyway. All right. So, uh, 
but so uh, oh, we should mention decided... that by the way, the uh, the stepdad who's running for office, like he, the, apparently the guy he chooses to find his kid is also the yes. brother-in-law of the woman who owns this hotel. Uh, yeah. Oddly enough, I don't know why that was the guy he called, but <laughs> for some reason that's the case. So this yeah. guy, he's going to give this guy money to buy the hotel off of her uh, because she's yeah, late apparently... on her mortgage payments. Yeah, this lady, we meet her when they first check in. Like, she owns this hotel, and her husband had died. And the the brother-in-law, the brother of the guy who died, wants the hotel, but he's hoping to get it back after the bank takes it from her because she's behind on her payments. But she says, I always make up the payments with spring break, so don't you worry. And he tries to get a building inspector there to close it down and stuff. But that seems like it's going to be a big part of the plot. Um. But we never really yeah, not, get to know really. that lady at all. Like, she's in, like, one scene then and then one scene at the end. Like, there's no – and it's not like there's some – the implication that this hotel is some awesome place the kids love and everything. But since it's a shitty hotel, yeah. no one cares. Yeah. Um, there's no reason to give a damn about this hotel. So that whole subplot goes nowhere, and it's completely meaningless. It's I mean, the only thing it has, like, it, it ever pays off in is, that I guess, the whole reason all those kids were there at the end was just because they wanted to keep the hotel around, not that they wanted Nelson to stay. Like, they don't give a fuck about Nelson, but, why would <laughs> but they, they want to keep the hotel. Owns, why would they give a fuck who owns the hotel? Yeah, that's yeah. a good question. <laughs> They're never coming back. <laughs> yeah, it's spring break. You're there for, like, two weeks. You'll be back next year. There'll be a different yeah. hotel. <laughs> don't worry about it. Yep. You'll be fine. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Um, it, it has about as much of a, a payoff in the story as uh, the, the uh, grandmother's car in uh, Governor Gabby. Um, if you yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but anyway, hey, hey, have either of you guys gone back to watch Governor Gabby again? You know, just no. <laughs> All right, not yet. Check. <laughs> I probably will. Am I supposed to watch it again? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I just we're going to talk about it every week now. <laughs> talk other that's movies. The, just talk about Governor Gabby every week. That's the C block every week, the Governor Gabby block. <laughs> All right, so uh, I don't know where we're in this uh, disastrous film. Um, I don't even know. Oh, well, I guess he decides oh, to think- stay, and then uh, they go to the beach the next day, and there's a there's a uh, bikini contest, right? Isn't that where we're mm-hmm. at? Yeah. And who guess who's on the stage is a participant in the beauty contest, the, the bikini contest, Jane Modine, the Susie, the, the girl that he just, you know, yeah. lost in the hotel the night before. So right away, he gets, he goes down, he gets on, stands on some uh, thing and he's screaming, waving his hands. Hey, it's me. It's me. And she sees him and smiles and waves like she's all happy to see him. Now, if you're her, wouldn't yeah. you be pissed? Like, wouldn't you just feel <laughs> so angry that this guy, he was supposed yeah. to be sweet, sweet, love you, decided he'd rather have a Coke and left and never came back? Yeah. He left her like, up there with blue lips. <laughs> 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 wow, I never heard that term before. Wow. <laughs> but, but don't you think, like, like, she would just be outraged? So, But no, she's very happy to see him. Like, oh, hey, hey, guy. And because uh, they don't even know each other's names, and uh, he keeps screaming like, "What's what your name is, caller? What your name is, caller?" And uh, and they finally announce uh, the guy in the contest. Hey, next up is Susie from, the, I think she's from Pennsylvania, Ohio right? Or Ohio, Ohio. I thought yeah. she was Ohio State. 
Yeah, it's Ohio. Yeah. The, the other girl was from – the girl – do you remember in the bar scene when there's a girl boxing and she's beating the hell out of like – Oh, athlete? yeah. That girl was supposedly, I think, from Pennsylvania. We'll talk about her later. <laughs> that sounds about right. Keep oh. that girl in mind. <laughs> we'll, we'll be talking about her later on. Oh, All boy. Right, so, You're uh, laying the clues out here. Yeah. Um, so, yes. So he goes up and talks to her uh, when she gets off the uh, stand of the uh, bikini contest there. And he's like, hey, we're sorry, you know, I got lost. And she's like, oh, I don't care. I still want to make sweet, sweet love you. Oh, he says, hey, weren't you supposed to leave? <laughs> and she says, no, I decided to stay because I wanted to see you. What? <laughs> yeah. What kind of impression did this kid make on her when he didn't say anything to her and left? <laughs> What is happening? Yeah, so this guy you bring back, who you've talked to for like 15 minutes over a Galaga game, <laughs> abandons you, leaves you horny and alone, and uh, you're supposed, you said, you know what? I'm sure he had a good reason for this. So on the off chance that I see him again, I'm going to cancel my plans, rebook my flight out of here or whatever, uh, just, <laughs> and join a bikini contest and hopefully find him the next day. Yeah. I guess... I don't know. This lady has the seems patience of a saint. I know. It seems weird, but all right. Um, whatever. So uh, he says, hey, we're throwing a party tonight at the uh, hotel or whatever. Uh, you want to come to the big party? And she's like, yeah, I'll be there. But again, it still seems like you're taking a big chance. I, I would have, uh, like, again, some advice for uh, you kids out there. If I'm a Nelson Slater, I forget about my buddies Adam and Stu and OT, and I'm just hanging out with her the rest of the day, you know? Yeah. Like, why are you already just leaving her? Like, what, you're, you're leaving a lot to chance that she could get lost. You might not see her. At the I agree. Um, could be time for some afternoon delight right now. Yeah, you already fucked yeah. up once there, Nelson. Why are you doing it again? But thankfully, she does show up at the party, and he finds her. And uh, I don't even what hell what else happened at this party? I don't even remember. Did anything happen at the party? Uh, do the guys that his dad sent show up? Because they yes. take him eventually. Yes, that's what happens. The the guys show up, uh, who are looking for him from his stepdad, and uh, yeah. so they sneak out the back door and they they get an OT and Stu's car. And they start making a break for it. And they go to the beach. And they put down a blanket on the beach to make the sweet, sweet love on the beach. But again, she's ready to go. He is uh-huh. raring to go. And Nelson, once again, is having troubles. And uh, it, yeah. tell, tell us what happens here, Jank. Ex- explain this scene to us. Uh, well, first, I mean, she's just kind of, you know, putting her arm around him and, like, kissing on him and stuff. And he's just like, uh, I don't know, I'm a little bitch. But then he's like, <laughs> hold on one second. I'll be right back. And she's just like, why, why are you leaving again? And he's just like, uh, you know, stuff. I got, I'll be right back. He runs off into, like, the bushes and he kind of, you know, goes behind some tall grass and goes to a different part of the, uh, the ocean there. And uh, he's, he's taking a leak. And he doesn't look down, and he's taking a piss right on an alligator. <laughs> By the way, why doesn't he just tell her, hey, I got to go take a piss real quick. I'll be back. But yeah. instead he goes, I'll be back. After you just left her abandoned in a hotel room the night before, yet she's still very trusting of him. He's like, oh, okay. I'll yeah. Like, uh, at least tell her that what you got to – I just got to pee. Give me a minute. <laughs> I don't know what you said. <laughs> so, yeah, just, 
yeah, he's pissing off an alligator. Uh, the alligator then kind of bites his shoe in his pants, uh, one leg of his pants. So in order to get away from the alligator, he kind of has to slip out of the pants and just kind of goes running back screaming like, ah, Susie, Susie, and he's in his underpants. And she yeah. sees him, and apparently she likes what she sees. And she's yeah. just like, oh, fucking Nelson, and starts taking her top off. But sadly, they cut <laughs> yeah. that out. Like, you can't see anything. Yeah, she's wearing a dress with, like, straps. And, like, so you see her lower the straps, but it's, you know, just some, like, <laughs> you don't see anything. Um, but, uh, yeah, she's very excited to see him running towards her in, her under, in his underpants. So Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yep, um, this is the move she's been waiting for. So they make the sweet, sweet love on the beach, and uh, they, they sleep there all night. But when they wake up and the sun rises, uh, the guys have found them on the beach. Her stepdad's goons have found them, and they bring them back to his stepdad on the yacht. And yeah. <laughs> and then this part gets very boring. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Well, then, then his buddies, well, Jane Modine, uh, Susie there, she goes back, and she finds his buddies, and she's like, hey, yeah, those goons got him. They got him. We got to save him or something. And then they see, like, the uh, private eye or whatever he found him. And she's like, that's the guy. And, and they're like, hey, what would you do with Nelson? Blah, blah, blah. And, uh, but they figure out that he's on the yacht, so they have to go rescue him. So OT goes under, like, like Rambo to go rescue him. Yeah. Yeah. Swims up and climbs up the rope with a knife in his mouth. Just because he always <laughs> wanted to swim with a knife in his mouth. And yeah. Just takes that's a knife power and move. It. And he just throws the knife in the water anyway. He doesn't even care. And uh, and then they liberate OT from the yacht. And um, I don't know. Is that pretty much the end? Like they they chase him back to the hotel, right? Or and then there's yeah, there's everyone. a whole thing at the hotel where uh, the stepdad says he's going to buy the hotel or something. Or the hotel got shut down. Yeah. By the building inspector for yeah. some reason. I think, yeah, well, I think the stepdad was going to buy the hotel and then give it to that guy, the, uh, the brother-in-law, or at least let him run it or whatever. Yeah. And the stepdad gave the building – he bribed the building inspector to close the hotel. Ah, uh, yes. Grand. So, um, so they, but they show up to chase him back to the hotel. And here all the kids spring break and the lady who runs the hotel and the, and the bellboy guy and uh, Ish – is his name, and uh, they, they all there, and they all like jump on uh, his stepdad and the goon, and the private eye and the goons, and they're like pouring beers on him and stuff. And hey, you know, yeah, we're tough, we're kids. And um, they, uh, they somehow they, the stepdad gets arrested for bribing the building inspector. And then Nelson's mom says, "I'm divorcing you because he's a crook or something." So I guess everything's happy. <laughs> and then they take a picture, and then the movie's over. And that's pretty much it, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, they dump a bunch of alcohol on the, the stepdad, and when he's driving home, he gets busted for drunk driving. The one time the cops oh. actually cared about that. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I, I missed that entirely. I that happened that. in the movie? <laughs> yeah, I don't remember that yeah. at all. I was busting gems, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it must have been two. But... Uh... <laughs> But I did see uh, Curran Alfin make another appearance at the end there when they all get together for the group photo. And she was just amazing, this Curran Alfin lady. Oh, my God. Yeah. Just amazing. She was. Yeah. <laughs> she was fantastic. 
So, yeah, they take, like, a big photo there. And like, hey, spring break, woohoo. And that's it. That's the movie. That's the fucking movie. That's it. Nothing else. Did we miss anything? <laughs> I mean, there really is no... I don't know. We'll save it in a minute. But did we miss any big scenes? Tuffy? Anything? I don't think so. Yeah. I can't think of All anything. Right. All right, so let's get to the, uh, the big problem here with this film. One, uh, you know, it's a teen sex comedy or whatever. Uh, the biggest problem, the two hottest girls in the movie don't get naked. That's always a problem. When, uh, if, yeah. If you, if you have the penthouse pet of the year from 1982 in your film in 1983, maybe have her get naked. Just a tip. I don't know. Yeah. Think about it. Think about it. And, uh, yeah, we don't get to see her or uh, uh, Jane Modine. And the other thing, if you're a teen sex comedy... Think about putting some comedy in the film, even a little bit. <laughs> well, there was that was joke there, about O.T. swimming with the knife in his mouth. But was there, like, anything even remotely funny in this entire film? Like, I don't remember laughing once, like, even thinking about laughing. Um, maybe it was funny in 1983 for two guys to just watch two other guys have sex. <laughs> <laughs> or spray each other down with a hose. But otherwise, there's, there's nothing going on here. It's it's shocking, yeah. really, the lack of comedy in this comedy. Like, there's nothing even it was really a, funny. It was a bare-bones plot and no comedy, so there really wasn't much going on. How did how did this movie make $24 million? I don't understand. Like, Well, there were boobs, and it was 1983, yep. so... <laughs> I guess. That was all horny money. <laughs> they probably Ewoks all thought weren't Kurt... taking care of that for you. <laughs> they thought Corinne Alphen would get naked in a movie called Spring Break, Penthouse Pet of the Year. Let's go see her naked. And nope, nope, don't get to see it. So. Yeah, it's not like she's a shy wallflower who won't take <laughs> yeah, off her clothes. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, well, um, yeah, I don't know anything else about Spring Break. Mm. Well, I mean, yeah. apparently you have much more about Spring Break, but well, yeah. the movie yeah, itself, later. no. <laughs> yeah, like there's just nothing here. There's nothing to get except for Corinne and uh, you know uh, Jamie. Uh, what's her name? Uh, yeah, she's really cute. So besides from that, there's nothing here. There's nothing here. Just forget this movie. It's yeah, but it's still terrible. fine. It's not bad. It is. <laughs> it is. I don't know, but... But, like, is there, like, a memorable scene or anything? You're like, oh, yeah, that's a, I'd like to see, well, the wet T-shirt contest, yeah, obviously. But yeah. That, I mean, <laughs> when those two girls got naked, that was good. Yeah, when uh, Adam if, and Nelson were just jerking off in the corner, that was pretty entertaining. <laughs> but if, if, we, if we weren't all lonely, lonely, horny, lonely men, would, we, uh, would, those, would these, those scenes be memorable? No, no. So, like, um, no. This, this movie isn't good. It's not a good film at all. It's... Uh, it's it, fine. I, I mean, it's definitely no Governor Gabby. It is way worse than Governor Gabby. Like, like, no, Jack, could, it is if not. No. Watch, if someone said you could watch Governor Gabby again or this, what would you watch again? Would you rather? Well, I guess this, obviously. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you took those scenes out, like definitely Governor Gabby. <laughs> if you yeah, because at least Governor Gabby often, was incompetent. Like the acting was so bad that it's funny. Whereas this, I mean. I wouldn't say anyone was that good, but they also weren't that bad either. They're just kind of there. 
Yeah, I, I suppose. Yeah, this is a professional movie, but it was just yeah, pointless. Um, but yeah, if you take <laughs> yeah. if you take Corinne Alphen out of this film, like it's awful. It's like not even worth bothering with. But because she's in it, definitely watch it. Yeah, because there's yeah. at least there's two scenes of her performing that's on like, stage. There's there's her taking that shower. About ninety percent um, of the movies we've watched for this. Yeah. Show. <laughs> but at least, at least those other movies. Listen, we're not watching like the Andy Sedaris movies for their quality filmmaking. No, no, no. But the Andy Sedaris <laughs> films, like they're so bad, they're awesome. Like they're they're so they're bad, they're funny. Like where this is, yeah, just, this like, could have used no, like a giant snake. Yeah, there's like no yeah. humor in here at all. <laughs> like it's just painfully average in every sense of the word. It's just like there's nothing rememberable or unique about this movie at all. I imagine this film of Andy Sedaris had directed it. Ah, there we go. Oh. <laughs> now we got something. Now we got something. That would have been amazing. Yeah, because instead of like a stepdad, there'd probably been like a spy ring or something. And, yeah, uh, and you know Corinne Alpin would have been naked then. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. And there would have to have been three more other playmates. That's his yeah. rule. <laughs> well, she was a penthouse pet. She wasn't a playmate, oh. so there would have been like a rivalry going on, maybe like you know, infighting between playmates and penmates. Yeah, had like a pillow fight or something. But all right, like West Side what, Story. All one out of ten out and... for spring break, Jank. One out of ten. Uh, well, I mean, there were some good-looking ladies, so for that, I'll give it a four. A four. Toughy. One out of ten. It's a six, maybe a seven. Holy hell. <laughs> I'm with Jank here. I'll give it a four as well. If uh, if Curran's not in it and Jane Modine, it's it's a it's a zero because there's no point in watching this fucking nonsense. But yeah, but they <laughs> are in it. Yeah, they are in it, so it gets a four. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Bumps it up a couple notches. Um, <laughs> all right. So uh, there's more to talk about with Spring Break, though. Um, let me uh, get my little tablet here. If I can bend over or reach for it, my side in pain. So uh, I play the conspiracy thing, but uh, I don't know. I'd have to look for it, so just pretend. Tuffy, the Just because you're paranoid. Yeah. Yeah. Don't mean they're not after you. Yeah. Tuffy knows what's up. Um, like, it's not under LCS Conspiracy, so maybe it's just under C Conspiracy. I don't know. Maybe. Oh, it is under LCS Conspiracy theme, I think. Oh, Unless oh it is? something else. Oh, play it. If you see it, play it. Hey, there it is. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! I don't want you to protest. I don't want you to ride. I don't want you to write to your congressman because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. I don't know what to do about the suppression and the inflation and the Russians and the crime in the streets. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being. God damn it! My life has value! I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! Yeah. 
Yeah, so do you remember that scene in the bar where the the girl boxer is beating up that fella in the ring? Yeah. Yeah, she was a foxy blonde, and her name was Tammy Lynn Leppert. And she was only like 17 there, Tammy Lynn Leppert, <laughs> when, when they filmed that. But uh, she Uh-oh. was from Rock, Rock, <laughs> Rock Ledge, Florida. And uh, from a young age, she her mother had her in a bunch of beauty contests and stuff. And she was like, she won like 280 beauty contests or something. And she got into the uh, movie industry with the film Little Darlings. Do you remember that movie? Little Darlings. No. It was uh, Matt Dillon, Christy McNichol, and Tatum O'Neill. And it's about like two teenage girls at a uh, summer camp who make a bet to see who can lose their virginity first. Young darlings. No. And so she just had a, she was, this Tammy Lynn Leopard, she was like 15. She just had like a bit part, like, you know, not even a speaking role, I don't think, but she was just in it. But, uh, so then she got into spring break. She played the girl in the um, boxing match. And then she got a, a part in Scarface. So after spring break, she did oh, Scarface. Oh, shit. So if you uh, – I've never seen Scarface start to finish, but there's a very famous scene where Al Pacino's up in a bathroom, and one of his buddies is handcuffed, and a guy's killing him with a chainsaw. You remember mm, that? Yeah. yeah. So oh, yeah. Down, down on the street, while that's going on, I guess Al Pacino's buddy, his like uh, – his what well, I can't remember his name. But he's in a convertible on the street talking to a blonde girl in a blue bikini. A really hot blonde girl. Oh. That girl in the blue bikini okay. is Tammy Lynn Leopard. All right. So uh, that's a little background. But So this spring break came out in 83, like March of 83. In July of 1983, she disappeared and has never been seen since. Whoa. Huh. Yeah. So... Um, trying to think of the best way to do this uh but so the last person who saw her was a fella a, a boy a former boyfriend of hers named uh keith roberts and he he says he picked her up in his car and she asked him for money so he loaned her three hundred dollars they got in an argument and he dropped her off in a, in a parking lot near some bank in um down in florida near Cocoa beach florida i guess um in that area and but the police like interviewed him and uh, talked to him about things, and they say he's not a suspect. So, I don't know, but he he seems like a shady fellow though, because later on in life he turned out to be not a good guy and was arrested for all kinds of stuff, including domestic abuse and all this other stuff. So he would seem like a probable suspect, but uh, the the police ruled him out, said he's not a suspect. Of course, they didn't do a very thorough investigation. I guess she went missing on like uh, I think July sixth, and they did. The disappearance wasn't reported until, like, July 11th, because she was technically 18 at the time this all happened. So she was an adult, so, you know, it's always tough when adults just go missing. But uh, some other possible suspects, her mother, now her, her family situation was also weird. Like her, like I said, her mother had her in all these beauty contests from she, she was a young age, and she had a couple other siblings and adopted uh, siblings, and they were living with other people, and it was all kind of strange. Um but uh, her mother says that um, in the weeks, in the days before her disappearance, she was very paranoid, and she said that someone was going to kill her, and uh, that she saw something she shouldn't have seen, and they're going to kill her for it. But she wouldn't say what. <laughs> and, like, she, re- she refused to, like, drink out of open containers, and she was nervous about eating food at rest. She said someone 
could poison her. And uh, she also told uh, her friends that someone was out to kill her. And then when she was on, when she was filming Scarface, on like the fourth day of filming, she just had that one little scene there. But they did a scene where uh, someone got shot, and you know there was fake blood and everything, and she flipped out. She started having like a panic attack, and she went kind of loopy, and so they had to take her home. And uh, she uh, she was acting weird at home, and so her mom put her into a mental health facility for an observation for 72 hours, and they said she had no drugs or alcohol in her system at all, and they said she seemed okay, <laughs> but so they let her out. And then not long after that is when she asked her friend for the ride, and then she disappeared. So her mother then, there are a couple theories over the years what happened to her. Uh, there's a guy uh, who was a serial killer who had uh, killed a bunch of women down in that Florida area. And uh, his last name was Wilder, I think. And uh, so at first, people were thinking, like, he, the mother thought he may have been involved. So she even, uh, like, his name was Christopher Wilder. He killed eight or nine young women in Florida. And he lured his victims by claiming he wanted to photograph them for magazines. And so for some reason, her mother thought that he may have been involved. And she actually, like, sued, tried to sue him and his estate. I guess he had an estate. I I don't know. This all makes no sense to me because why would a serial killer have an estate? (laughs) But but then later they put him to death? Is that what happened? He well, he got, randomly he, got killed in, he got killed in a shootout with the police um, oh. like a year or so later. And uh, his first reported murder was in 84, which is like a half year before Leopard vanished, or half year after Leopard vanished. So there, he would have had to been his first, she would have had to been his first victim. But um, she, the mother claimed that Wilder met Tammy on the set of Spring Break. And she filed a $1 million wrongful death lawsuit against him. But later she said she didn't consider him a likely suspect, but she filed the lawsuit in hopes that he would talk. But then he ended up being killed by the cops in a shootout. But I don't understand, like, the logistics of all this. Like, how could she – how was he known enough to have a lawsuit filed against him yeah. and later be shot by cops? So I, I didn't have time to dig into all that. Um, but it seems weird. But anyway, there's another fellow. A suspect was John Crutchley. He was suspected of killing around 30 women around this time there's a lot of mass murderers i guess of women who i you never hear of but yeah. uh yeah dexter so was right people, florida is a hot spot for serial killers yeah so some people thought he was involved but he committed suicide in prison in 2002 so that was a dead end and then there were some cops uh they said that some of the cops said they got calls from people saying that um she was still alive and that she just abandoned, she wanted to start fresh and pursue her real dream of being a nurse. And she didn't want to act anymore, be model anymore, be, in, you know, be known for it. She just wanted to be a nurse and live a quiet life somewhere. So she just ran off and did that. But there's another story. And uh, this story is way more interesting and it has to do with spring break. All right, so... Uh, I've mentioned this site before on the show, but the the Crazy Days and Nights blog. Do you remember me talking about this? Like they have a lot of uh, entertainment gossip and like dirty secrets of Hollywood. They this guy who's supposedly oh. an entertainment lawyer, he runs his blog and he puts up these blind items where he will talk about people without mentioning their names. So he's like initials and and then people try to decipher what he's talking about. 
like you'll say this A-list celebrity was caught with a underage hooker somewhere. You know what I mean? Like one of them deals and, uh, <laughs> that people try sure. to figure out. Well, in December of 2017, there's a blind item posted called Killed by Her Boyfriend. And basically, uh, the story is that when she was on the set of Spring Break, she started dating actor Paul Land, who played Stu. All right. Oh. So our buddy Stu, uh, Mr. Black Speedo, in the He Shirt Contest, that guy. Uh, and he, his real name wasn't Paul. It was Paul Canarillo, I think. Um, let me just... Google that again real quick. But uh, he was from New Jersey. And when you're from New Jersey with an Italian name, there's some people who think, hey, you might be involved with the mob and all that. And, uh, yeah, chance he was kind of involved with the mob. And apparently he was running – he was selling drugs in, down in Florida. And he was kind of like the uh, – well, everyone – because drugs in the early 80s in Florida, it was a big deal. <laughs> like the cocaine yeah. trade down in and Florida. and Scarface. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It was a massive deal. And so, uh, but he was kind of like just doing them on Hollywood sets. He was dealing the cocaine on the, in the movie sets and stuff. So the criminals were kind of like not too upset that, that he was getting on the territory because he was just doing it on movie sets. So that's with his loophole. And apparently everyone who was uh, her, Tammy's mother and all her friends said that she changed dramatically after she went to the rap party for spring break, when they wrapped filming in 82, um, she went to this rap party. And then when she came back, they said she became like a different person. She became super paranoid. And that's when she was telling people she saw something she shouldn't have seen. So this blind, this um, blind item uh, from crazy days and nights, they say that she went to the party to Paul land and uh, they went out somewhere and they were confronted by another drug dealer from Florida down there in Miami, near Miami or whatever. And uh, he said, Hey, you got to knock it off with the, the, you know, selling your cocaine down here. This is our territory. Paul Land took out a gun and shot the guy and killed him. And then he went out, walked over and put some more bullets in the back of his head. Now the, the guy who is telling us this story in the blind item, he says he got this story from the nephew of Paul Land. Now he's not using their names, obviously he's using fake names, but the story and the details come from the nephew who apparently heard from the guy. So he killed uh, the other drug guy, and Tammy Lynn Leppert saw it. And from that point on, she was very paranoid and nervous that he was going to end up killing her because she saw this. And that's why she freaked out on the set of Scarface when she saw the killing, because that's exactly what she had lived. And wow. the story goes that she asked her other boyfriend there, that uh, Keith Roberts, for some money because she wanted to get out of town. And he says that she asked to, he asked her to drive her to uh, Fort Lauderdale to drop her off with some friends, and he, he didn't have time to do it. He says he couldn't do it, so she got mad at him, and he, he just said, all right, well, you, she just said, let me out here, so that's when he let her out of his car. So according to this blind item, uh, good old Paul Land was following them, and he picked her up. Now, but this begs the question, why would she get in the car with Paul Land if she thought he was going to kill her? But, I mean... She was still seeing him at this point, I guess. So I guess she was figuring he wasn't going to kill her yet or whatever. So she decides to get in the car mm-hmm. with him, and he takes her out to uh, – uh, he says he wants to go to the beach and make the sweet, sweet love to her, kind of like Nelson and, uh, you know, uh, Jane uh, <laughs> Bodine. So she says, sure. 
but he takes her out and shoots her and drops her in the swamps down in Florida and uh, leaves her to the alligators. And uh, so that's the story. And apparently this guy, uh, again, I forgot to look up his actual, make sure I'm getting his name right. But Paul Land is the actor, and his real name was... Let me see. Paul Calandrillo, or Calandrillo, I don't know how they say it. But uh, so he went on. He stuck around movies a little bit. He was in a couple TV movies. And then in 1989, he was in the movie Wild Orchid with Mickey Rourke and a lady named uh, Carrie Otis. And uh, he apparently tried to make uh, the sweet, sweet love to Carrie Otis or put the moves on her. And she was Mickey Rourke's girlfriend at the time, later wife. So Mickey Rourke kicked him off the set. Uh-oh. And that was the last movie he was ever in. And then he went back <laughs> and he, he opened up his own construction company. Again, that's classic Bob. Yep. <laughs> back in New Jersey. And he, he passed away. He died in 2007 of a massive heart attack. And the, the doctor said it was brought on by years of substance and cocaine abuse. So all the dots are there to be connected. That uh, he was huh. involved in the cocaine trade. And that he killed Tammy Lynn Leppert. So there you go. But, um, Dang. Does that change how you feel about Spring Break now when you're watching this movie, Tuffy? That's Stu? <laughs> the, the guy with He's the murder. Yeah, he could be a murderer. How do you feel about that? Uh, no, because Stu the character seems like he might do that anyways. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it doesn't seem like You've seen the wet outline of a murderer's dick. I mean, that alligator that went for Nelson, that already had the taste for human flesh, obviously. Yeah. So Hopefully that wasn't the same alligator that got Tammy Lynn Lempert. But what a tragic yeah. story. What a horrible, horrible story. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Spring break led this girl to her death. Yep. She didn't meet that guy. She'd be all right. It's weird. Uh, the uh, little interactions people have and what it leads to eventually. Man. Yeah. Wow. She wouldn't have fallen for the charms of taller Adrian Zemed. <laughs> yeah, just go for regular Adrian Zemed. He'll treat you right. Now, you know, this crazy days and nights, it's not like everything they post is, you know, gospel truth. And, uh, you know, so who knows? But it seems like a very logical story when you look into the fall land and um, his, you know, like I said, you can kind of connect the dots there and it makes sense. I mean, his Wikipedia page says when Spring Break was issued on DVD in 2009, some of the actors yeah. recorded a commentary, which was dedicated yeah. plan. They must not have thought he murdered her. Yeah, he died in 2007, right before they did that. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure I doubt if he was going around telling people, hey, I killed Tammy Lynn Leopard. <laughs> you know, I'm not, you know what I mean? So. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and I killed her because she saw me kill another guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So who knows? Maybe this is really yeah. killing the name of uh, the good name of Paul Land, but uh, um, it is certainly a not Paul Lind though. Yeah, not Paul Lind. He was aces. Paul Lind. <laughs> no, no yeah. questions about Paul. Lind. No murder center there. Square. You can always count on him to block with the center square. But uh, this guy, who knows? So the next time you're watching Spring Break for uh, our, our girl Corinne, close eye on Stu. Pretty, pretty shady. Yeah, we'll see. But, yeah. So there you go, your spring break conspiracy. Oh. 
Yeah, I did not see that coming. Gotta say. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of people. I, I was thinking of doing a, a list like this, a top 11 list of just, uh, just like random celebrities who were like popular like years ago and you forget about them. Like not big ones, but just like obscure celebrities. And just to see where they're at now in life. Because a lot of terrible things happen to people, you know? And you read these stories yeah. and you're like, holy fuck. What, how, how did this happen? So I still might do that at some point, but because uh, um, it's always interesting. Like, there's such a huge list of people who just go disappear every day. They just disappear. They vanish. No one knows what the hell happened to them. And, uh, yeah. Well, that's what happened to Larry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people stay go- away from Paul Ann. I, I think we talked about this before on the show, didn't we? But like a lot of people well, disappeared. Now, National Mike Bell, you and Larry went down to Fort Lauderdale. Did he see something that he shouldn't have? <laughs> yes. Because it's not yeah. like Larry was on the podcast well, and said, "I'm taking a break." You came and said, "Larry said I need to take a break." <laughs> oh, that is true. <laughs> Technically, I could have murdered Larry. <laughs> when I was making sweet, sweet love to all the ladies in Fort Lauderdale, Larry was hiding in the corner watching us. See, I figured you were hiding in the corner while Larry – that just seems more how it would what? go to me. What? I don't, I don't, I'm insulted by that, Doug. I'm insulted by that. But, uh, yeah, I, to the best of my knowledge, Larry is still alive. Huh? He was alive when you put him down in the swamp with the alligators is what you're saying. I, when I tweeted out a picture of my five-star silver Jinder Mahal and WWE champions, he liked it. So he's still alive. Yeah. But that's, so, although, who knows? Maybe I know the Or at least you packed his Facebook. Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do know my way around a conspiracy, so I know what you got to you know do to cover your tracks. So let's just put it that way. <laughs> yeah, maybe Larry's alive, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure Larry's still alive. <laughs> or is he? Yeah, yeah although, <laughs> yeah. to be fair, Larry still has to go yeah, to work. Bag. So it'd be if this was kind of a reverse situation, because Mike Dell could disappear, and as long as yeah, his no Twitter one... keeps liking things, nobody <laughs> would know Oscar, the difference. If Oscar makes a post and I like it, yeah, oh, he's still alive. Yeah. What? No, maybe not. Like three Oscar posts a day, and nobody will suspect anything. Maybe not. Yeah, if they came out with a new Oscar Funko and you didn't buy it, then we'd know something's up. <laughs> yeah. So, and by the way, there is a new Oscar Funko coming out, and I already had it pre-ordered. Uh, Street Dreamer told me he's like, "Hey, have you seen this?" I'm like, "Yes, Street Dreamer. I pre-ordered it back in like March, so it should be arriving any day now." But uh, so, I pre-ordered the second someone had the idea in their head. <laughs> but, but here's the question I have for you, Jank, as a Funko, Funko connoisseur. Uh, first of all, have you been purchasing more Funkos? Any new Funkos? Uh, not really, no. Um, I pre-ordered the uh, the four Letter Kenny ones. I think those come next month oh. sometime. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. But since not really. Yeah. Okay. Because the the Oscar one, the new Oscar one, it's her with the uh, like um, Kabuki Warrior Oscar with like the green makeup coming out of the eyes and the mouth. But they put a mouth on her Funko. And they have like the green, like that's weird, right? Like, do, do other Funkos have? Oh a mouth? yeah, yeah. No, generally no. Yeah, that's what I mean. I thought that was weird. Like, I thought they could have, they could just huh. paint the green makeup there dripping out of the mouth, but not have an actual mouth. But they actually like paint in a mouth too. Really? 
that's strange. Yeah, I, I can't think I of. I mean, I guess like Venom and Carnage do, but you know, any of the other ones really no. Ghostface yeah, does, I guess. Like a normal head. But normal people, on, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's it, pretty unusual. I thought it was a mistake. I don't I don't think they should have done that, but eh, whatever. Panoska Funk, it wasn't. <laughs> But uh, I'll be sure and tweet about it when it, when it arrives. Well, I I guess, so, it yeah, you know, even the Hulk has one, so. Oh, fine. all right. Fair enough. Um, <clears throat> well, well, speaking of the Hulk, I watched the What If, Episode 3. And uh, Yeah. <clears throat> did you hear anything about this, Jack? The episode? Uh, I did hear the premise. I believe, like, Loki won the Battle of New York and Avengers all got killed or something like that. Uh, technically, but not really. That's, um, okay. yeah, I guess the title was like, <laughs> what if the earth lost its mightiest heroes? <clears throat> so the episode starts out with, uh, oh, by the way, one of the voice actors on this episode is Lake Bell, uh, super foxy Lake Bell. I, oh, I yeah. I'm, guess, I'm guessing she voiced Scarlet or, uh, Black Widow. I, I forgot to look it up, but I'm guessing that was doing the Black Widow voice. But uh, so basically, the the premise is like you remember when uh, Iron Man two, uh, where he's up in the donut and um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> Nick Fury goes to meet with him in the cafe and like he's dying of that poisoning from the thing in his chest and Black Widow goes over and like stabs him in the throat with something to like try and like calm him down or like you know heal him a little bit or you know. <laughs> oh because he's got that like palladium poisoning or whatever yes. the fuck it was yes that poison yeah so. In this version of what happens, she goes over and stabs him in the neck, and he dies. So, <laughs> wow. Yeah, so... You fucked up. Yeah, so they're like, hey, what happened? So everyone's mad at... They think Black Widow killed him or something. Nick Fury doesn't. But she gets... Uh, she's going to be arrested for suspicion of murdering <laughs> Tony Stark. But Nick Fury helps her out, so he makes it so she can escape. And uh, she goes on an investigation to try and find out who killed Tony Stark. And that leads her to um, the the lady who is with Bruce Banner. Um, Betty oh Banner yeah, uh, Betty. Yep. Yeah. And when she shows up there, um, he's he's there hiding as Bruce Banner. Oh, but I guess before that, well, that's all going on. Uh, Clark Gregg, Agent Coulson, is there as well, and it's like uh, Thor's hammer has just arrived on Earth as well, and all this is going. Oh on. sure. So you know the the first Thor movie. So when Thor is going to get the hammer, remember how Hawkeye was up in the uh, lo- the lookout, like the, he had the high point there, and he had the arrow on the on Thor mm-hmm. in case trouble. Well, in this version, he releases the arrow; it hits Thor right through the heart and kills him. So, <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> but Hawkeye says, "Hey, I the fucking least powerful Avengers are really fucking up in this." <laughs> yes. I didn't know an arrow could kill Thor, like, but I, I guess so. I mean, he has normal skin, right? I so guess that was when could... he was human, yeah. Like, oh, that's right, yeah. He's Odin had taken away his powers. That's why he couldn't lift the hammer and shit, so. Oh, that's right. I but even guess. Like, even, like, godly Thor, like, an arrow could still, like, go through his heart, right? Technically. Like, he doesn't have, like, super tough skin or anything, right? I mean. Uh, it's, it's tougher than a normal person's, for sure. Like, he's fought the Hulk, you know, so. Clearly, he's, uh, he's pretty... Pretty durable. But then I remember that guy. When, remember he's fighting the Marauders. Like Blockbuster broke his arm. Remember that? That was. Oh yeah. That was strange. Yeah. Anyway. I think that was a different. Like something was going on there though that made him more vulnerable. Even in that X Factor, I think they mentioned that. 
All right. So, but Hawkeye says, "Hey, I didn't, I didn't shoot the arrow. I didn't let the arrow go. I don't know what happened. I, I swear I didn't kill him." So they arrest Hawkeye and they're they're going to talk to him and interrogate him in his cell. But when they go in his cell, here, Hawkeye's dead. Now Hawkeye's mm-hmm. dead. So they're all these Avengers are dying. <laughs> so then I don't uh, know that, that one's a big loss to humanity. <laughs> <laughs> so, but he still had three arrows left. He was still useful. So uh, then he goes, so we cut the Black Widow and she's, you know, with Bruce Banner and that. And she's like, hey, you got to come with me. We got to figure out what's going on. But then like Thunderbolt Ross shows up and they, they track Black Widow down and they track the Bruce Banner down and they say, hey, come on out. And uh, she says, hey, don't, you probably don't want to, you know, anger him or whatever. You know, he's, he, this is the Hulk, <laughs> you know, but here someone shoots him. <laughs> someone shoots Banner in the shoulder through the window. And he's like, oh, shit, Black Widow, you better get out of here. Because I'm going to be the Hulk. So he turns into the Hulk, and he starts flipping out, smashing things, boom, 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 throwing over tanks and everything, going nuts. And I, all of a sudden, though, he stops, and he just starts swelling up like a puffer fish. And okay. he explodes. And he just explodes. <laughs> what? Pop, pops like a balloon. Pops like Is there a an balloon. explanation for this? <laughs> so, so Black Widow, and uh, you know, she's like, what the hell's going on? So uh, she's still investigating things, trying to figure out, connect the dots. So she's doing some research, and it turns out it was Paul Land. Paul Land was – no, 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 it wasn't Paul Land. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> she's doing the research on the computers, and uh, she has to hack into S.H.I.E.L.D.'s computers. And so she gets uh, Agent Coulson to tell him her – he has to give her his password. And he's like, I don't want to give you my password. He's like, give me your password. Like, oh, all right. Steve, Steve, I love you, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> So um, she gets into the network and she's doing research and uh, here she finds out something and but here she hears someone behind her so she turns around she's going to fight the guy and uh, here but she whoever's there is just beating the hell out of her but you don't see anybody as uh, like a ghost is beating her up and she just screams on the phone to uh, the last thing she says to Nick Fury is hope it's all about hope so can you put the pieces together there Jenk what's going on can you figure it out. Uh, something to do with hope from the Ant-Man movies. <laughs> yeah. I, now this is where I got confused because, um, the, the, the thing here is hope, uh, Hank Pym's daughter, hope was a shield agent and she died. Oh, was she ever a shield okay. agent in the comic books? Like, was that a thing or? Well, I mean, the character of hope, like, uh, that version of the wasp, is very recent. Like she was like introduced probably six years ago. Oh, okay. See, I just know her from the movies. That's all I know her from. Yeah. There was just like, Oh, all of a sudden he has a long lost daughter that he didn't know about from his first marriage. (laughs) Well, so in this this version, in this version of whatever reality we're in, uh, hope it was a shield agent and she died on a mission and Hank Pym blamed Nick Fury. So Hank Pym is out for revenge and he's the one going around killing all the Avengers. Like, he, Jesus. in his little self, he was inside that syringe, I guess, and, like, um, killed uh, Tony Stark with something. Then he, he like, hit Hawkeye's finger to make him, like, release the arrow <laughs> to kill Thor as a little ant or whatever. <laughs> and uh, he did something. He went inside uh, the Hulk's body and, like, did something with his heart or and made him blow up. I don't know how. Um, but he's the one going around <laughs> killing everybody. And he gave Hawkeye, like, a cyanide capsule in his mouth. I don't know. But he's killing everybody as an Ant-Man, right? But he's wearing, like, the yellow jacket outfit. He, you know, because remember when he was yellow jacket, he was going crazy. Oh. Guess, so 
So he's in his yellow sure. jacket outfit. So he's like crazy Hank. Pym. Okay. And uh, oh, before you know, it's uh, Nick weird. Fury, like, why would you go after Hawkeye? Like, before the Avengers, he's just a regular Shield agent who uses a bow and arrow. He's not like you know special guy. I, but he was like in the documents. Like, um, I guess Hank Pym knew the plans to be assembled. There, that Nick Fury is going to assemble the Avengers from. They had a file on this. Oh. So he was going through the file one by one of all these people that were closest to Nick Fury, and like that's why he was taking them out. Okay. So I, the way they did it in the movie, I always assumed Hawkeye wasn't supposed to be part of it. Like he was just mind controlled, and then he wanted revenge. So they're like, okay, you can come too. <laughs> no, I think he. I think he was because remember he was with Fury at the beginning with the Tesseract and everything. Like he was like his right hand man, kind of. So. Yeah, um, yeah. I think I think I thought he was more working security for that gig. You know, like that's just he's one of the agents. <laughs> but I, I guess he was like the agent, though, like you know the top guy. So like, what, but whatever. <laughs> Um, well, so, clearly, well, who would want agents that use guns when you could have a bow and arrow? Yeah, clearly. So while this was going on, <laughs> Loki, Loki, after Loki found out, found out that Thor died, he came down to Earth with all the Asgardian people, and Lady Sif was there, too. They actually had Jamie Alexander do, like, one line of dialogue, so that was weird. But uh, she was there. <laughs> wow. And because um, he, he wants revenge. Like, he heard that some Earthling killed his brother, and he wants revenge. He's going to decimate the planet unless, uh, you know – but Fury's like, hey, 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 I'm on your side. We're both trying to figure this out. Let me try, you know, give me. So he gives him like one day to figure it out. But then uh, when when he finds out that it's Hank Pym, confront Hank Pym. So it looks like Nick Fury's confronting Hank Pym. And so uh, Hank shrinks down to his little ant side, you know, yellow jacket form, and he's about to kill him. But Nick Fury's like busting all his kung fu and just smacking him around and, and jumping around, you know. And uh, he's like, what the hell is going on with Nick Fury that he's able to beat up yellow jacket? But here it's actually Loki. It's Loki in disguise as Nick Fury, you know, the illusion and all that stuff. Oh. Um, so they capture Hank Pym, and then um, Nick Fury says, hey, Loki, you know, uh, thanks for helping us do this, and, you know, maybe we'll see you around sometime. And Loki goes, you know what, I think I'm actually going to stick around. And then he conquers the Earth. He just, But that's, that happens <laughs> just like the last two minutes of the show. Is he, he goes back on his deal, and he, you know, because he's Loki. And so he conquers the Earth. Sure. <laughs> And then while he's the leader of Earth, then we see Nick Fury and, Bla- and uh, going around. Oh, Black Widow is also dead, too, because, uh, you know, I wasn't sure if I made that clear, but Hank Pym killed her. And uh, so, but Nick Fury decides he needs to put together some new Avengers. So you see him uh, thawing out Captain America, and then you see Captain Marvel showing up. And so the, the idea is that he'll build a new team of Avengers to beat Loki. And that's how it ends. So. <laughs> Wow, just when you thought, like, it couldn't get worse for Hank Pym after beating up Janet, like, uh, <laughs> now he fucking he dooms the world. The yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was pretty good. It was all right. But but I like that one better than the second one. Because, again, the second one was what if T'Challa's, you know, Star Wars. Yeah. So uh, random. But it, at least this one took a moment in the movie that we all saw, hey, what if this happened instead? But But, of course, it takes another huge jump in logic of Hope being dead and everything. It's like... I don't yeah, I don't remember her being a shield agent in this, in that before. So I guess they added that too. It's like her being a shield agent made all this difference. I I would I when it first started, I like I thought the whole thing was oh he just dies from that palladium poisoning like right then. Not that Black Widow or mm-hmm. she, they're going to hold her responsible or anything. But now like oh well, what do the Avengers do if there's no Iron Man? Like what happens? I thought that would have been a better story. Yeah. Because, you know, like Iron Man, without Iron yeah. Man, how do, they beat, how do they beat Thanos? Like, he's the one that snaps, you know? That so, would be 
That would be great. Right. They wouldn't have the, the the ability to go back in time. Like, the Hulk couldn't yeah. do it. <laughs> so that would have been really interesting to me. But then uh, the rest with his Hope Love, like, it just seems like they pulled this Hope Lying thing out of midair. And it's like, oh, okay. should I have known she was a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent and died? Or I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's fine. it would have been kind but, of more interesting if they had just done one of the yeah. dominoes and see how that plays out. Instead of just completely changing everything. Yeah. So, I don't know. Spitting off more than they could chew. But I still like the show. It's still still a good show. Uh, Hey, uh, hey, Tuffy, you still awake? You still with us, Tuffy? Yeah, I've just been eating sauce up here. All right. Um, (laughs) Well, well, give us the Big Brother update, Tuffy. What's going on on Big Brother? Uh, Let's see. This week, uh, Sarah Beth was the HOH, um, which meant... Helen was really the HOH because she just did whatever he said. Uh, Who's controlling Sarah Beth? You cut out on me there. I didn't hear it. Highland. Highland. Okay. All right. Highland. Yeah, I remember that guy. Nominated uh, Claire and Big D, I think. Yeah. Big D. Originally, yeah. Right. Yeah, so then uh, Alyssa won the roulette wheel uh, competition. She looked good (laughs) playing that. Play that. She was the only one who played. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So she won that, so took Big D down, and then it was a random uh, renom, so Xavier got put up, which that's like her closest ally, so that was kind of a backseat for her. (laughs) Ah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Like the old money. Didn't work out. <laughs> yeah, but um, they had been planning on backdooring Derek X the whole week anyway. So Xavier won the veto, took himself off, and Derek X went up, and then he got voted out. So he is the second member of the jury. I think. Uh, and then Derek X, Jolie's favorite. I believe Joe Jolie liked uh, Derek X. Yeah, he was. He's very popular, uh, at least among like yeah. the Reddit people, and he was getting. Uh, he was winning, like, the America's vote for the BB Bucks for this twist thing, so. Everybody seemed to like yeah, him, but. Yeah, he kept saving up Sarah his money Beth. instead of using it. <laughs> yeah, Sarah Beth. Yeah. She, uh, she hates America, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah Beth hates America. Wow. Yeah, so then now, last, like, uh, last night, like, you can, America can take their BB Bucks and wipe their ass with them or something like that. <laughs> They never give me any. Yeah. Yeah. So then last night, uh, Tiffany won the HOH. Tiffany. She was like the the 40-year-old mother, single mother, right, Tiffany? Yeah. And she's also uh, one of the people probably best positioned right now because everybody seems to like her, and she puts a lot of ideas in people's heads. So she's the one kind of keeping the cookout together, I feel like, her and Xavier. Uh, so then okay. she nominated Kylan and Sarah Beth. But then I just saw uh, Claire won the Coin of Destiny veto, so she took over the HOH, hey. but I think it's anonymous. But I oh. believe she's just going to leave the nominations the same because her and Tiffany are like a duo anyways. Yeah, that's a shame. I didn't even see who's nominated yet. Uh, Sarah Beth and Kyland, and then 
oh. when Xavier won the veto last week, it was one of those where like you could take shortcuts and take punishments. So he is also a third nominee this week. Oh. Yeah, that was a that was a weird move. Like, why would you fight so hard and give up all these things to get this veto when you really didn't need it? Like, he had the votes. <laughs> Cookout wasn't going to yeah. vote against him. And pretty much any of the six people playing who won it was going to use it to get Derek X up, and everybody knew the plan was to get Derek X out. Yeah. <laughs> so that was kind of weird, but so yeah, the cookout keeps on cooking. And uh, probably Sarah Beth will go home this week. Now, there's a, like, slight chance that if Sarah Beth wins the veto that um, Claire would not put up Alyssa. In which case, it would be three cookout members on the block, but that seems unlikely to happen. So, Jank, how do you feel the season's going? Uh, <laughs> I've started to realize, I think, why you and Larry gave up on this show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, I find, like, when I watch this show, I'm not paying attention at all, really. <laughs> like, I'm just kind of focused on whatever I'm doing and getting back to it during the commercial breaks and, like, being, you know, put out that the show is back on and I have to watch <laughs> somewhat. Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know. This may be the last season for me. Yeah, I just I just can't get back into it. It's been a good three years since I gave a damn. I don't know. Um, yeah, it's uh, I don't know. It's just it's so tame, and there's not much going on, and none of these people really have any personality. That is true. So, I, I mean, Derek X was very likable, and everybody seemed to love him. Yeah, but uh, seemed like a good dude, but it's not like he was you know highly entertaining. No, and nobody wants to fight with anybody anymore. Now it's like like yeah. he knew he was going to get voted out once he was on the block, and it was like, please don't vote me out. But I really like you guys either way, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, because I guess everyone's, like, on their best behavior, too, because they don't want to be labeled as, you know, terrible, terrible person. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, people used to get into, like, shouting matches on this show. Yeah, yeah it was great in the old days. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh... Scream so hard they bled out their nose. <laughs> <laughs> Who did that? <laughs> Was that Bailey? I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, that was Bailey. I, I only know one Bailey, <laughs> and she's my role model. She's not these people. Bailey was uh, there with Swaggy C. Oh, okay. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. I remember Swaggy C. <laughs> Why do I remember Swaggy C? <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, the cookout Swag- seems pretty well positioned to make at least a final seven, if not a final six, and that could be interesting once it's just the six of them. Yeah, because you guys start stabbing each other in the back. Yeah, because I don't. It doesn't seem like anybody's gonna take one of the other six out before they get there. So unless someone else wins an HOH at the final seven, they're in pretty good spot. Um, but Jank. Reddit still doesn't like them, so. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I hear uh, um, our girl Whitney. I, I don't think she has an OnlyFans yet, so we're still counting the days for the OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I heard OnlyFans is back now. 
<laughs> oh, it's all. <laughs> oh, really? Like all the yeah. all the obvious sex. It took them. It took them well, like four or away. five days to uh, to suspend the ban. <laughs> <laughs> keep, keep in mind, from what we did talked about last week, the ban wasn't for like nudity or even sexual content, but just for like really weird sexual content. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> like, like they said, hey, no more. No more peeing on people. What? How dare you, OnlyFans? Yeah. How dare you? Turns out that's what people are paying for. <laughs> yeah. So, well, I heard, like, OnlyFans tried blaming it on the, the process, like the payment process. There's, like, MasterCard and uh, PayPal and shit. But then those companies came out and like, no, 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 it wasn't us either. <laughs> so I think it kind of backed them into a corner where they're like, well, shit. <laughs> We're going to look like yeah, assholes here. Cool we don't spend for this people band. peeing on each other. <laughs> well, it's good to know OnlyFans is back because uh, I'm sure I'm, our long I'm, national nightmare is over. I'm sure I'm only a few weeks from joining, so nice to know OnlyFans is back. Don't want to to rock and not have to worry about it going away. <laughs> Maybe to celebrate, she'll no longer reserve her kitty for her husband. Maybe that'll be the big celebration. <laughs> We can only hope. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, <laughs> hey, before before we get into SummerSlam, um, Jank, Columbo, how many episodes? Oh, Columbo. Yeah. Uh, I just watched <laughs> two this week. All right, just two. <laughs> I figure I'll go at it hard this next week. Well, we won't have right. Tuffy, so we can talk about Columbo oh, all, right. all the See, time. See, look at that, Tuffy. He's <laughs> thinking of you. Your buddy Jank is thinking of you. <laughs> only two episodes of Columbo. What a guy. <laughs> Uh, so I finished up season five with uh, episode six, Last Salute to the Commodore. Last Salute to the Commodore. This is uh, yeah. Robert Vaughn, right? Yep. Robert Vaughn. And this is uh, he's immediately hooked up with another rookie detective in this episode. Yeah. As he just yeah. was in the magician one. So this one about <laughs> all throwing partners at him all the time. Well, what was that tough? Wait, what did Tuffy say? One about L. Ron Hubbard? <laughs> no, it's not about L. Ron Hubbard. <laughs> but uh, Robert Vaughn, uh, that doesn't isn't Robert Vaughn's wife in this a boozer? Isn't she a filthy drunk? <laughs> yep. yeah. yeah. But she seemed fun. Yeah, I liked she's her. She's very much like a female uh, cousin Brandon. I like that lady, though, if I'm remembering <laughs> properly. Yeah. I, I don't know. I liked her. Um, and he kills, like, her, he kills her father, right? Is her father? Or... <clears throat> Like yeah, his father her father was the Commodore. Yeah, he runs this, like, shipping company, and, you know, uh, apparently, this was a weird fucking episode, <laughs> not going to lie. I thought it was very sloppily done for a long portion of it, because apparently it actually was a mystery, unlike most of these episodes. Um, it's kind of set up like a normal Columbo episode, but it turns out at the end, no, Robert Vaughn gets killed, and they're like, oh, I guess it wasn't him after all. <laughs> Wow, see, I don't even remember this. Like to remind. Uh. Yeah, because they they show at the beginning like Robert Vaughn is. You see him cleaning up the. He puts like the murder weapon away. Oh. And he, he's oh, taking yeah, the Commodore's yeah, yeah. body out to sea. But there's something about they don't a show you watch, like a broken watch or something. Yep. Is the key? Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, so he's he's disposing of the body and everything. So you're like, oh, I guess he killed them, but I don't know why they didn't show it like they usually do. So I, I kind of rewind and like, well, did I miss a scene? And like, no, it wasn't. So I'm just like, wow, that's that's weird. Um, and then later on, like Robert Vaughn turns up dead, and they really didn't even talk about it at first. So I kind of wasn't looking at the screen at the time and didn't realize he was dead. So I was just like, where the fuck did Robert Vaughn go? <laughs> Why yeah, he's he, been out of here for like ten minutes. He was trying to protect the killer, right? Like, or, yeah, or he, he thought his wife thought, must have killed yeah, him. He thought the wife, yes. did, but the wife didn't do it. It was nope, someone else, and I can't remember who else. Yeah, was. wasn't it an older guy? Um, it was like an older guy. Yeah, this older guy that was in the will. I couldn't remember if he was actually related or he was just like a you know some guys that the Commodore thought of as a son type deal. But he was kind of like an affable fella, always like like making jokes. Am I remembering this properly? Dude? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. He even comes in kind of dressed like the Commodore to help yes. Columbo prove a point about how easy it is to impersonate him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, I, yeah. I think, is this also the episode where Columbo, like, is talking to a guy about, uh, like, he's he's on a boat, and he, he's talking to him about sails and stuff? Is, uh, yes. about, yeah, a lot of that. Is that <laughs> but that's a great scene, though, I seem to recall, him talking to this guy on a boat. Because isn't there also, like, a girl in a bikini, like, uh, sunbathing at one point? Cool. Yeah, yep. It was definitely yeah, that. I think yeah, I remember yeah, that's that. That's I remember. That shows you how my mind works. I remember <laughs> the girl in a bikini. Yeah. <laughs> um, you got your priorities on, right? Yeah. But I remember um, that being this, a good scene, him talking <laughs> to that guy. But, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like, most of this episode, Columbo seemed kind of off, like, uh, like, like Peter Falk was kind of mailing it in. Like he didn't have his normal energy. Like, and there wasn't like you. a storyline. Like, oh, it's the middle of the night or something like that, and he's he's tired. It was just like, oh, he's just kind of, you know, sleepy. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> an okay why. episode. It's not one of my favorites, but I like at the end that that rookie following him around. He gets his own. He buys his own raincoat to be like Columbo. <laughs> yeah. Are like, you expecting rain? <laughs> no, but you never know. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's okay. All right, so. Uh, so the next one would be episode one of season six. Is that correct? Yep. Uh, this was Fade Into Murder. Fade Into Murder. Fade Into Murder. I yeah. got to tell you, that, that title's not ringing any bells for me. Although, is this the this isn't the TV executive, is it? It's, it's, uh, yep, lady. with William Shatner. Yeah. Oh, William Shatner. Okay, the, yeah, I was thinking about Yeah, he's the killer. He kills the, uh, the... No, no, no. I think. Well, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, there's a lady killer in, like, the final season, I think, yeah. like a TV executive. But this uh, one, okay. yeah, William Shatner's a TV actor, right, like a TV star or something. And Yeah, he plays, he like, a TV detective, guy. so he's kind of like, you yeah. know, <laughs> right. <laughs> and doesn't he yeah. wear, like, a white suit or something, like a Panama hat? Yeah, like a white fedora, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the, this is the one I mentioned before. The key clue has to do with the, the groundbreaking technology of VCRs. Like, that's <laughs> yeah. how Columbo cracks it. Because, <laughs> because like he he video recorded a football game, right? Was it a football game or? Yeah, I think it was baseball. And baseball, they, like right. he made a bet with the guy, and he's like, "Oh yeah, if he hits it out, like I win the bet or whatever." And he's drugged this guy, so the guy passes right. out. And since he's recording the game, he basically goes out, kills the lady, comes back, and then you know picks the video up right where they left off. And he's like, "Oh hey, <laughs> you kind of nodded yeah. off there for a second, but." but and he kind of changes guy, the guy's watch and changes it back. Yeah, but that guy's his alibi because, hey, I was watching the game with him. We were watching the game together. Yeah. You know? so, yeah. <laughs> it's just but, weird uh, that he he showed up and immediately just fell asleep. 
But once Columbo learns about this technology called the VCR, he puts it all together, and he realizes <laughs> what's going But, I mean, Shat- it's Shatner, so it's great. You know, it's William Shatner. Yeah, awesome. agreed. It gets it gets weird towards the end where like uh, he's like Shatner is basically playing the detective now. He's like, well, speaking as Lucerne, um, yeah, that's right, Lucerne. You know, <laughs> and he's pretending like you know they're talking about you know his character in the third person yeah. and shit like that. Like, oh, he uh, he told me he has this alibi or whatever. I was like, are they setting up a defense of insanity? Like, because that's where it seems where this is heading. <laughs> oh, <it's not laughs> but it did not go that way. Yeah. <laughs> Lucerne. Yeah. yeah. That, that was, was interesting. Yeah, Shatner. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Tuffy, come on. A lot of jokes Chad? about Shatner's height. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I don't. I, I've been I really think, waiting yeah. for a TV show that embraces, like, VCR as a central plot point, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. You were holding out for an episode about Betamax? Well, what do you think will happen yeah. first? You, you'll watch an episode of uh, Columbo or an episode of Twin Peaks. Which do you think will happen first? I think I watched three episodes of Twin Peaks at some point. I just don't remember what happened. No. <laughs> yeah, start all no, over again. You, at this point, you never told us if you what you never. Yeah, so, I think I told oh, you. I you told like us he'd watch. I think the first. Yeah, you, maybe you, the first. You told us you, what, you started watching the first episode. And you had to stop for some reason. It wasn't because you didn't like it, but you had to stop, <laughs> and then you never went back to it. That could be. I feel like I remember yeah. um, what's-his-face out in the woods, like, uh, throwing rocks or something. <laughs> well, yeah, well, that was, like, episode that, two or three, yeah. That was episode three, I believe, yeah, if you count the pilot. Yeah. Whatever, yeah. Um, well, I get into that. I just don't remember uh, any of it. Because episode three is like one of the – it's like probably the greatest episode of Twin Peaks. So if you watched episode three and didn't like it, well, there's no hope. So, yeah. <laughs> that might have been you know, the one with the parrot too, I think. They go to that better Now that I don't have as many gems to bust every day, you know, who knows? No, the, the parrot episode was later than that. Uh, episode three is he's throwing rocks at the, you know, the glass thing in the woods yeah. to try and see who's the suspect. And then at the end, we get the little guy dancing in the red room and him having the dream. That's <laughs> yep, the dream. Um, oh, tremendous. Whole series yeah, it, it, right there in that episode. But Tuffy, yeah, you mentioned breaking less gems. That is the best thing ever on this Champions, right? That you don't have to break the gems. Yeah. Because it, it, yeah, they like, nice. click one button, Jank, and then you get to like – because before we'd have to go through and like either play all these different uh, nodes. And yeah, players, it would be like, like an hour a day. Well, not for Ooh. me because I use my I use my auto clear tickets, so you could just press a button. But you'd have to press a button for each battle, so it'd still take like ten fifteen minutes. And uh, but now it's just one push. And um, but now Tuffy, I like you never had auto clear tickets, Tuffy, because you were never part of the VIP program, right? Like you never yeah. did that. So. So it's ten bucks a month to be part of the VIP, but it was worth it just to have the auto clear ticket so you could blow through those tours. But now you don't even need the auto clear ticket, so I'm getting, I can just get rid of the VIP thing now. Apparently, I mean, oh, yeah, save ten bucks. That's an extra. Although I just wasted thirty bucks trying to get Oscar again yesterday. Nope, got six <laughs> shards of her. So I'm only about six hundred <laughs> shards away, but I'm getting closer. Six shards for thirty dollars. All closer. right, three years from now. <laughs> so. But these sons of bitches, they know like they know I'm like a money pit for Oscar because they 
uh, every like it seems like once a week they're putting her up there, like because usually they don't make her available this often. But they're like, oh, here you go. Here we we get some more money out of this. <laughs> Stupid. There we go. Up there. <laughs> the lonely shut-in market. Love yeah. this. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and also, Tuffy, with that pushing the button to clear the tickets, like if you do it seven days in a row, I guess, you know, Tuffy and I, are, this is all we do. So, of course, we're going to do it seven days in a row. But then they, they give you like lucky spins or something. So they like today I got like three times all the rewards. So I got like, you know, 300. Yeah, then I got four times yesterday, five times today. So. Oh, five. The highest I've gotten is four. So five. That's nice. That comes in handy. Yeah, I got like 550 black training points today. Oh, that is nice because it is so hard getting the training points. And, like, when you're a five-star silver kid that takes 400 training points to upgrade one move, and it's like, oh. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Tuffy, you, you know what's good, though, Tuffy, is um, do you have any of those uh, icons of WrestleMania characters? That you're uh, yeah. On? Like, who are you working on with them? Anyone good? Um. Not really yet. I'm still working my way up towards Icon of WrestleMania Kane. Oh, well, I've got uh, Icon of WrestleMania Charlotte at five-star silver. And uh, the, yep. the cool thing there is you don't need those new tokens to take your five-star gold. You still just need the ordinary yeah. tokens. You so, yeah, definitely start working on one of those people because it's going to be forever to get someone to five-star gold, you know, get those new tokens. But yeah, um, with these Icon... Well, I have all the tokens. But yeah, I need to, uh, I, I mean, I'm, no, I got five of those. I got, wow, you got five, I got three, but you need ten, yeah. so good luck getting the other five, so I don't know. Yeah, and eventually they're going to be just like, you know, random one out of six chance, you're not going to pick your color probably. Yeah, so, but those Icon of WrestleMania kids, you can just rocket strap them, put them right up there. Boom, yeah, because once I get Kane, he's definitely going to five-star gold. So, yeah, yeah, he's supposed to be really good. But, yeah, Charlotte is awesome, too. So she'll probably be my first five-star gold kid, I'm guessing. So, uh, and then I have uh, Becky Lynch icons. Yeah, I'm trying to get it. I was working on her. I'm, like, 200 shards away still. So, you know, whatever. Yeah, it takes a while. But, oh, that right. one's not as bad. Those, it's only 45 bucks to refresh that showdown shop or whatever. Yeah, but I don't know. Um, so there's our uh, – oh, hey, hey, Jank, this this month on uh, Champions, it's a He-Man and the Masters of the Universe crossover. Can we get the Masters <laughs> oh, of the boy. Universe-themed characters. Yeah. <laughs> no Oscar, though. But, um, Damn it. Uh, Not yet. Yeah, like, she could have uh, been Cringer. You well, well, yeah, you know your Masters of the Universe kids because uh, I guess <laughs> – yeah. They have a Rey Mysterio tomorrow that we're competing for, and he he's like that guy with the wings that uh, – what was his, Strator or whatever? Like, remember the dude with the wings? Like, um, oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. The, oh, yeah, I think it was Strator, something like that. Yeah, I think that was his name. Uh, There's like a red one and a blue one back in the day. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, they have a – Yeah. I don't, I don't know the other ones. I, I think maybe uh, the Bill Goldberg supposed to kind of look like Ram Man a little bit. <laughs> uh, there's yeah. Andre the Giant, who I'm not sure, and uh, who's the other one? Top there is. Third guy. Yeah, there's an Andre eventually. Oh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. He's kind of like uh, that reptilian, reptilian guy, that snake guy, or whatever. They made him like. A, oh, there's a couple of them. Cobra Khan, maybe. The one who yeah, spit, I don't know. Like you put water in him and he would spray. Oh yeah, that guy <laughs> spit was great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. I, I 
think they I saw something they revamped uh, Masters of the Universe. Like I guess they're doing a new movie, right? Ugh. Like I saw a comic mm-hmm. book kind of image of He Man where they kind of like redid him. Like so. Yeah, there's two. Netflix has two different he, new He Man cartoons that both wow. are pretty much terrible. It sounds like. <laughs> um, <laughs> Kevin wow. Smith did the first one. That one's already kind of out. At least the well, first you know half that of one's it was terrible. out. It's Kevin yeah, <laughs> I I mean I had hopes. Yeah, they changed it completely. Where basically in the first episode I heard that He Man dies, <laughs> oh, and oh, it all becomes wow, Akila. Oh, and for fuck's sake! She's got to go. Yep. Um, <laughs> let, let me guess. Tila likes to get high. Does she smoke a lot of pot? <laughs> no, no. She just likes know. to hang out with her quote unquote friend, who is a lady that she's clearly you know. <laughs> in oh, a relationship with. Holy fuck. <laughs> Holy fuck. Yeah. Yeah, so people are not happy about that one. And then there's another one that's, like, very CGI and, like, super updated and doesn't look like He-Man at all, and it's all kind of stupid. I think they changed Ram Man into a lady, and now it's Ram Ma'am. It's like, oh, oh my God. God. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> this is so dumb. And it looks like all futuristic and stupid. It looks nothing like He Man. Oh, good lord! Yeah, what can you? So do? Netflix is trying to drive that franchise into the ground. Bad. <laughs> uh, I'm sure yeah. Trapjaw will be transgender, and uh, it'll be great. <laughs> yeah. That's what the instead, kids want. Instead of switching out his weapons on his armor, switch out his genitalia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, right, yeah Manny faces instead of just rotating the faces. New junk. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Uh, oh, by the way, they have a Manny faces kind of guy in Champions. Uh, Big E is uh, Manny faces. Oh, yeah. I don't even know who Big E is, but oh, Big cool. E Langston from part of the New Day. Do you know who the New Day are? He's a he's the big guy. Oh, I've New heard Day. of them. Yeah. Okay, Mr. Money in the Bank. That's right, Mr. Money in the Bank. Um, all right, so let's talk. Oh, I did. Slam. I did watch something else this week. I should Ooh, mention briefly. I watched two episodes of a show called Uncool. <laughs> Uncool. That sounds familiar. With a uh, a delightful blonde lady. Um, you might know her as Alexa Bliss. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> yep. I think it's like a podcast, but she also does like a video version. Oh of yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she had a. Uh, that's why yeah. she was doing a podcast. I don't think she still does it, though, right? Is it done? Like she was doing it like a year. I think or two yeah, ago. it was just one season. It said yeah, most of it looked like it was during you know quarantine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because that was and she just talked to like doesn't she bring a uh, celebrity on and they tell their most embarrassing moment or something like that or. Yeah, they talk about their their awkward years and stuff like that. Yeah. Wasn't bad. Yeah. I'll probably watch more of them. Just to see like splits. <laughs> Yeah, yep. <laughs> that's all I need. So there you go. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right, so uh, SummerSlam. Let's see. Uh, I actually thought it was really good. Tuffy, uh, overall impressions of yeah. SummerSlam. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a very solid pay-per-view. It was very good. I, thought. Uh, I agree. Um, when I saw, because when I first announced it was set, like matches were going to be on Saturday, and I saw how big the card was, I was like, oh, is this one of those two-night pay-per-views? Yeah, yeah, there's like, but, weren't there like uh, 11 matches or something? It was Yeah, it moved shit. pretty good. Um, 
you know, one of the matches could have been longer, but yeah, <laughs> otherwise well, everything was all right. There's reasons for that, I guess. But um, all right, so I don't have the card in front of me. Tough, you wouldn't happen to have the card in front of you, would you? But uh, let's maybe. Let's, uh, yeah, let's, I do. Uh, oh, you do. All right. Big E defeated Baron Corbin by pinfall. Yeah, was that, that actually must, on the show or was that pre-show? Was that? That must have been on the pre-show, I think. Yeah, I think was it pre-show? I don't even remember. I think so. Yeah, I don't remember seeing that. No, maybe I did see that. I, th- I think I might have had the pre-show on. I can't. Remember. I don't. Know. But uh, it was a but good yeah, match. I remember so, watching it, and it was an entertaining match. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, R.K. Bro defeated A.J. Styles and Omos for the Raw Tag Team Championship. Yeah, I think this started the pay-per-view portion. I, I yeah. This was. So yeah, that was that was entertaining. You know, RK Bro winning that was great. Uh, now, Jake, you didn't watch any of this stuff, did you? You just watched one match. Yeah, yeah, I just fast forwarded. Right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I love I, I love RK Bro. Matt Riddle's great, and uh, Randy Orton is always great. So AJ Styles is always great. So yeah, it was very entertaining. And they definitely need to have the belts on them because they're very popular. So give the belts yep. to your most popular team. And, yeah, good stuff. All right, next. Uh, Alexa Bliss defeated Eva Marie. Here we go. With Dude oh. Alexa Bliss oh, yeah. versus Eva Marie. <laughs> Don't <Yeah>. say. <laughs> With Dude Drop. So, Jack, here's the match that you watched. Um, get, what a match. Here. What did you think, Jack? <laughs> Alexa Bliss versus Eva Marie. Um, I mean, it's about, from, from the little bit of wrestling I've seen, it's about on par with what I've seen in that it's not <laughs> yeah. convincing. But yeah, well, <laughs> you know, listen. I mean, it was good yeah. except for the part where like she like went all chimp attack on her because she had slapped <laughs> her doll, and then she like was doing these you know fury of blows at her that were nowhere near her. So yeah, it's like I'm not buying this at all. Yeah, yeah. Well, here's <laughs> the thing. For those who don't know, Eva Marie never wanted to be a wrestler. She wanted to be a model and a TV personality. So that's and this was back. She joined the WWE when it was the Divas, and she was a diva, and she was never meant yeah. to be a wrestler. But now, to her credit, though, she tried to get better at wrestling, and she did work hard. She is, she has gotten better, and I think she's very good in the role that she does. But she's not a wrestler, and she's the first person that will tell you she's not a wrestler. And uh, but she like she's leaning into it now, and she's really using it to get heel heat, talking about how she is such a great wrestler now, like getting people mad at her for wrestling and stuff. So that's awesome. So I like Eva Marie. I like what she does, but she is not a good wrestler. And Alexa Bliss, even though she's a five-time women's champion, which is absurd, she is not a good wrestler. Uh, she, can do like, she can do like two or three moves. She's wee tiny, and so it's completely unbelievable that she could beat anyone in a fight. It, it, she's very popular. Oh, I believe it. She should be. It, it's cool that she's a champion. I see her being a champion as like a weaselly heel champion who gets in there, gets the belt, and like then loses it whenever she faces somebody. But no – they had her be the champion for about a year one time until she uh, finally yeah. l- lost to Ronda Rousey because, you know, that was a close fight. Alexa, Alexa Bliss versus <laughs> <laughs> So that match, just, uh, Rousey just went in and steamrolled her. But, uh, by the way, that's pretty much why she doesn't wrestle a lot these days because Ronda Rousey injured Alexa Bliss when they wrestled. Uh, oh, she just fucked her up. She fucked up her arm and gave her concussion and stuff. So she wasn't wrestling for a very long time, and she rarely wrestles these days. And when she does, it's, you know, limited matches, kind of like with Eva Marie kind of thing where you're not actually wrestling. Oh. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, so Asuka's been off TV for a while now, 
And one theory going around is that maybe she will come back because Oscar in Japan did this character where she was like an evil clown, where she painted her face and was real creepy and weird. So they think so. One theory, I doubt it's going to happen, but they're like, well, maybe Alexa Bliss will bring Oscar <laughs> in as her like demonic little buddy, and Oscar will do all the Ooh. wrestling, and Alexa will just you know look pretty in the corner. And there you yeah, go. just so, stand there, I, fucking on the rope. <laughs> yeah, doing that pose, that. man. Fuck yeah. But on Monday, because on Monday Night Raw, uh, Charlotte came out, and hey, by the way, Tuffy, Charlotte's looking great, right? I think Charlotte's been looking yeah. great, uh, really good. And uh, but, but she cut a nice promo, and um, she's saying no one's good enough to challenge her. And then Alexa Bliss came out, Jank, and she said, hi, Charlotte. Uh-oh. We just wanted to say hello. So I, I guess Alexa will be now feuding with Charlotte. Because, again, if you're not familiar with Charlotte, she's like 5'10", 5'11", nothing but ripped muscle and sinew. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, she's going to be in a tough fight with five foot nothing Alexa Bliss. <laughs> All right, let's. Hey, hey, Alexa Bliss has the power of darkness on her side. Yeah. She's got mystical so, powers. I, I just can't, like, there's no way an Alexa Bliss-Charlotte feud is going to be entertaining at all. But if you have Oscar be her little <laughs> demonic buddy, and you have Oscar wrestling Charlotte, there you go. There you got something. But, um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see where this goes. But, Tuffy, do you have high hopes for Alexa Bliss for Charlotte? No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't <laughs> underestimate the power of hot topics. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. <laughs> but yeah, this this Bliss uh, Eva Marie match was terrible. It had no business being on a pay per view, especially a pay per view as big as SummerSlam. Like, there's no need for this to be there. But, uh, yeah, this could have been on guess, any Monday Night Raw. But it got Jank to watch, so I guess you know. Yeah, yeah. For seven <laughs> minutes, for at least for Peacock there. Yeah. <laughs> so as soon, soon as that match was over, you just turned the chain. You're like, all right, I'm done. Or did you stick around? <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I didn't watch it live, so I just went back oh, like, the okay. next day and, and fast forwarded right. to it, and then you know quit. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, you really love. I will Electric say, like, Woods. they didn't really like build it up much from what I saw. Like, they didn't show much. Like, oh, here's what's going on with these people. Like, <laughs> well, they, there really wasn't they any have, kind of a lead in. Like on Raw, I mean, they, they showed like her slapping dewdrop. That was about it. On Raw, they've been her and Bliss have been going back and forth for weeks on weeks on weeks on weeks. It's so fucking boring every week. The same goddamn thing. Stop boring Tuffy, when Alexa Bliss is on. All right, Mike Dell, Tuffy, let's just get no. this straight. But again, since Oscar hasn't been on, I haven't been watching Raw, but I did watch it this past week, and it was the same goddamn show I saw over a month ago. The same goddamn feud. The same goddamn nothing advanced. No changes. The same goddamn. No. Stuff. Like, what the fuck are they doing? I don't understand. Uh, well, someone came out to challenge Lashley, didn't they? Uh, fuck. I, um, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, I was going to say Punishment Martinez. That was his old name. Damian Priest. Damian Priest came out, the U.S. champion. Yeah. And, and, so, yeah, the that's next new, match on the card was Priest versus... Feud. Yeah. But, that was pretty good. But then, but then Sheamus came in and got involved. So like Sheamus and yeah, know, and Drew. Days. So it's unclear what's actually yeah. So I don't know. Who cares? But, but anyway, anyways, um, Damian but, Priest defeated Sheamus for the United States Championship. And that was a good match. That was a really entertaining match. I thought. Um, yeah. It really pick, picked up towards the end. I love Damian. Damian Priest is great. He's he's because he yeah. looks like a badass. He's a big dude. 
Yeah, he looks like, and he has like experience in fighting and stuff, like Muay Thai and stuff. Or not like professional, but he, he's trained. He seems like a tough guy, so it's believable yeah. that he's a wrestler, and, which is rare these days. Yeah. So, um, and Sheamus, Sheamus has been putting in a lot of great work the last two years. Uh, he's had a lot yeah. of good matches with uh, Drew McIntyre and Matt Riddle, and so he's always entertaining. So yeah, good stuff. Next. Uh. The Usos defeated the Mysterios for the SmackDown Tag Championship. Oh, um, I love the Usos. They're great. And you got to have the bloodline have all the belts. Yep. So, perfect. I mean, they could, uh, Dominic could kind of go head yeah, out you there. Don't, you don't like Dominic? I, I think he's pretty good, but, uh, like, how old do you I'll think Nicholas Dominic back is? back as a tag team champion. Like, how old do you think Dominic is? He's got to be, like, 22, probably. Yeah, I was thinking he's, like, 19 or something. I guess he's, like, 24. He's 24. 24. He's a little older than I thought, you know, but... Uh, yeah, he has, like, no muscles to speak of. Yeah, I, that's why I was thinking he was still a young kid. But 24, he should be a little, um, you know... More filled out by now. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But, all right, so, yeah, good that the Usos won. Big thumbs up there. Uh Next. Next up was Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair. Uh-huh. Wait, no. Carmella versus Bianca Belair. <laughs> Wait, no. Becky Lynch versus Bianca yeah. Belair. <laughs> this is where it gets interesting, Jank. All right, so all week, uh, there's been a big feud, Sasha versus Bianca. They've been building towards the SummerSlam. But word got out that Sasha may have the COVIDs. May have got the COVIDs. So uh, she's uh... under the weather. And it was all week, people thought – it's doubtful she's going to be there because they had to cancel uh, house shows and they, she wasn't on SmackDown. But WWE kept uh, promoting the match that it was going to be Sasha versus Bianca. Even at the beginning of the show, they said Sasha, Bianca. And then when Bianca gets to the ring, the, the ring announcer comes and says, oh, sorry, Sasha is unable to compete tonight. So taking her place will be Carmella. And Carmella walks and out. Big and pop. Big pop in no, my no, apartment no, no, for no. that one. <laughs> in your apartment, <laughs> yes. But the crowd was mad. They were very angry that Carmella's coming out. <laughs> but Tuffy, Car- Carmella looked very good, right? Oh, she looked really good yeah. coming down there. She she was wearing this little like top. I don't, and it's just connected by a little strap between the two uh, cups of the top there. And I that strap, Ooh. I don't know how it was holding together. I could have sworn you that was <laughs> because it was a, a lot, lot of, of stress, a lot of stress. But uh, it, it hung in there. So Carmella makes it to the ring, and then uh, it looks like it's going to be Carmella versus Bianca, but then Becky Lynch's music hits. Holy hell, the crowd goes apeshit. Becky Lynch is back. um, There were some rumors that she was going to, like, you know, background stuff about if if Sasha doesn't show up, people are thinking, well, Becky might be there then. Maybe Becky will take Sasha's place. But when they put Carmella out first, that was a little bit of a swerve. But um, so when Becky's music hits, it's like, holy hell, here comes Becky. And she just stomps her way down to the ring. She beats up Carmella, throws her out, and she says, the man is back, and how about you and me, Bianca? We go for that title of yours. And the crowd is going crazy. The roof is blowing <laughs> off the place. Everyone's going nuts. And then what happens? Well, you got to feel like shit if you're Carmella. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, me and Carmella were not happy with the outcome of this. <laughs> but, well. So everyone's fired up for this great match because Bianca and Becky have really never they, – they, 
uh, fought a little bit like a Survivor yeah. Series match one time, but they've never had a match one-on-one. I feel Everyone's like by the time excited. Bianca was kind of coming up to the main roster, Becky was pretty much out already. Yeah. So this is great. Becky versus Bianca. Everyone loves Bianca. Everyone loves Becky. It's kind of weird. Yeah. But all right, let's go. 26 <laughs> seconds later, match yeah. was over, and Becky was it the champion. Be- it was shorter than that, even. I don't know what, because Becky just walks over to like shake uh, the Bianca's official hand. match time is twenty six seconds. So from yeah. the ring of the bell. Yeah, but like from actual like, because Becky <laughs> walks over to shake her hand, Bianca goes to shake her hand, but Becky elbows her in the face and then hits her with a rock bottom or the manhandle slam they call it or whatever, and uh, one two three match over, and Becky's your new champion, and Bianca Belair, this beloved baby face champion that everyone loves, just lost her title in twenty five seconds. So now the crowd doesn't know what to do. They're like, oh, what? (laughs) They don't seem to love it, I'll say. Yeah, they're still cheering a little bit for Becky, but it's not like it was before the match. And apparently uh, Twitter did not love it. (laughs) Yeah, Twitter was going nuts. Because they were saying, oh, this is horrible. But I guess apparently what happened was – they were still hoping Sasha could go, and then when she couldn't, they Becky was scheduled to like just make an appearance, but mm-hmm. she wasn't really in match shape, I guess. Like, yeah, that's kind of what I figured. Because she wasn't supposed to come back regular wrestling until October, so they really jumped mm-hmm. the gun here, bringing her back. So, uh, but they're like, "Well, Becky's here. What can we do?" And they said, "All right, well, let's just have her come out. She'll win the title, but she'll." kind of cheat to do it because she like showed the she fake handshake and cheap shot at her because apparently becky wants to be a heel now so this will like set the groundwork for becky being a heel and though but good luck with that because becky's awesome everyone loves <laughs> becky so it kind of yeah. reminds me of like when they tried to make stone cold steve austin a heel it kind of worked, but not really because everyone likes stone cold steve austin they just want to cheer stone cold stone cold steve austin so no matter what Becky does, people are still going to cheer. So I, so I don't know. Did you see what happened tonight, Tuffy, on SmackDown? Uh, I saw the first bit. Uh, so Becky was out there. Bianca came out and said, you know, I want a rematch. But then Zelina came out. Then Carmella came out. Then Liv came out. And they ended up – and Becky just kind of walked away. So they then had a four-way elimination match with the other four, which is also great. I'm not going to complain about Carmella, Zelina, live all out there together. <laughs> yes, it's great. Um, and by the way, uh, Bianca won that. You know, so but uh, yeah. I guess when Becky came out, she was wearing a fancy jacket, like um, you know, which normally a babyface wouldn't wear, like a kind of a glitzy jacket. Yeah, and, but uh, the the crowd still loves Becky. Yeah. They're over. They don't blame Becky for the twenty six yeah. second match. Yeah, they're blaming Vince in the office. So, uh, but I guess her promo, I didn't see it because uh, I didn't have time to watch it. But from what I heard, she said, I want to apologize. She did the McGregor line of like, I want to po- apologize to absolutely nobody. You know, like, because um, McGregor, after he became the double champ, he's like, I know along the way I said a lot of things that got people mad and I did some things. But let me just take the time here to say I apologize to absolutely no one. <laughs> so I think that's what Becky did uh, for beating Bianca. And then when Bianca confronted her in the mat, in the ring, she said, let's have our match tonight here on SmackDown. And Becky just said, nah, and left the ring. So, I mean, that's clearly heel work. 
but it still makes her look really cool, and everybody loves Becky. <laughs> so I don't know if this is going to work, but we'll see how it works. I, it's like, not going to work. What would Becky have to do to actually become a heel, like, for to get fans to boo her? I don't think it's possible. I don't know what she could possibly do. She's going to have to, like, actively avoid having a match with dumb excuses for a month and a half, which might be what they do if she wasn't supposed to be back <laughs> wrestling till October. But even then, people would just think it's funny. It's Becky being funny. Huh? Look at Becky being funny. Um, like, I, I really don't know what they could do to make her be a heel. Yeah. Well, because, like, Bianca's a face, but she's not, like, totally sold. Like, she's popular. People like her. But she's but not she an all-time her... face. To, yeah, she's like, been on the roster like a year. Turn Becky into year. a heel. Yeah, she hasn't been around long enough to really be super deluxe over. Yeah, but... um. And yeah, it's not like they have any other huge faces they can throw out there. Yeah. To put up against now, Becky. You, and what do you do with Sasha now, assuming she's all back soon and she's all right? Like, she's your, she was your top heel, so now what do you do with Sasha? Like, does she go to Raw or I, I don't know. Yeah, or like have her and Bianca kind of team up to take on Becky maybe? They were just going to fight each other, so... Yeah, but, it, you know, you could spin it as like, well, we both lost our shots, so she's the one we got to take down because she's, you know, the favorite child or whatever. Uh, who knows? I don't know. But so, uh, all right, They're going to do to... poorly with it. That, that's no well, question. Becky, but Becky coming back was great. It was great seeing Becky, and that, that yeah. pop was crazy. So, all right, next. That was – I mean, it was disappointing to not get to see Carmella wrestle, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you saw her walk to the ring in um, a while. That was enough. Yeah, that was worth it. That was good. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember this, but apparently Drew McIntyre defeated Jinder Mahal. Yeah, I, it was, you know, again, we've seen that. That deserved to be on this as much as the Alexa Bliss and Eva Marie match, I guess. Yeah, I guess they want to get, you know, Drew's still a big guy, so you want to get him on there. Fans love Drew, but uh, yeah. this is a nothing. You know, we it was he beat him, and yeah, he cares. Uh, Charlotte defeated Nikki Ash and Rhea Ripley. <laughs> I thought this was a fun match. It was usually triple threats can be like a mess, but I, I mean this was pretty good. It was entertaining. I I thought it was good. Um, what you think, Tubby? Yeah, yeah, it was pretty good. And uh, there's no way Nikki should have retained the title, so that worked out right. And Charlotte is awesome. <laughs> yeah, I love Charlotte. Again, you know? heel uh, heel Charlotte is great, just like heel yeah. Roman is great. Yes, face Charlotte is terrible. Heel Charlotte, awesome. So. Yeah, when you have the person who has had, like, the company backing for a decade and everyone knows that, they shouldn't be the face anymore. Yes. <laughs> She's already won the belt, like, 12 times or whatever. Just, uh, we get it. You love her. Um, yeah, let her be the heel. So, uh, yeah, so Charlotte's the champion. That's nice. Uh, next. <laughs> Fight Alexa Bliss now. Oh yeah, uh, Edge Bliss. defeated Seth Rollins. <laughs> that yeah, was a good this match. Was, this was probably the best match of the night in terms of just wrestling matches. Yeah, this was probably really good. Yeah, Edge came out first as like Brood Edge from you know yeah. Attitude Era Edge, and then halfway down the ramp, uh, his music changed, and then he got a huge pop because everybody loves his normal music. You know the uh, yeah, whatever it is. he might have one of the best uh, songs. Well, what's the uh, what's the opening? I can't even think of it now. The, uh, what I can see my uh, what is it? It's yeah, you think you know me, and then it's oh yeah, you think. You know 
<laughs> on the stage, I can <laughs> hear you. I think this is a new segment for the show where Tuffy just sings songs. He did the conspiracy song. He did the Edge's theme song. This is really good. Yeah. Sing along with Tuffy. That's what we get. Yeah. The song is called <laughs> now do the Charles uh, Metal Lingus. So. Yeah, Metal Lingus. <laughs> That's when you go down on a robot. Metal Lingus. Yeah. So, like right. Division. <laughs> oh, I would. So, oh, yeah, don't even. I love Metal Lingus. <laughs> Well, her name's Virginia. Her name's Virginia. Viv is the daughter, right? I like the mother. Oh, okay. Yeah. So don't don't be you know pizza gating me here. I don't like <laughs> yeah. I like the mother. I like the mother. <laughs> These computers got to be eighteen. An age appropriate robot is who I want to have sweet sweet <laughs> yeah. love with. All right. So uh, um, yeah, Edge won, and that's good. He needed a win, you know. Because he, yep. he's been losing every big match he's ever had. He's been in since he's come back. So, yeah, he needed a win. Yeah. All right. Um, next. Yeah, Rollins is also just great right now, I think. Yeah, I like him but, too. I, I, so do you think, obviously, everyone knows he and Becky are a married couple, like, and he's a heel now doing that gimmick? Because that jacket she wore tonight on SmackDown is very similar to something he would wear. <laughs> like, what? Okay. If he was into leather and spikes, you know what I'm saying? So do you think we get to see yeah. him as, like, a power couple now? Like, um, I don't know. It'll be interesting. But then uh, Bobby Lashley defeated Goldberg via stoppage, which that was another – I thought that was a good match. I, I love Goldberg – or not Goldberg. I love Bobby Lashley. So anything yeah. Lashley does, I'm, I'm cool with. The whole business um, is great, and they should not have broken up the stable, but – I guess he was teasing again that uh, they might – they could bring it back. Because I get what Vince McMahon was thinking. Like, you know, you want to shine the spotlight on Bobby Lashley. And really, Lashley's run since he got rid of the Hurt Business, he's been so dominant. They've been putting him over big. So he's like a monster now. And so now if you bring back the Hurt Business, he, you got this big giant superstar and then the other guy supporting him. Because everyone says, well, the Four Horsemen had Ric Flair. But, yeah, but he was already Ric Flair before the Four Horsemen yeah. started. Where Lashley wasn't at that level yet when he was still in the hurt business. Now he's yeah, at that he level. is now. I would say. So. And then he threw uh, Goldberg's son into the hurt locker. That was yeah. great. <laughs> yeah, fifteen-year-old kid put him <laughs> in the hurt locker. And uh, that's a um, Yeah, MVP like kind of cheated. He hit Goldberg behind the knee with the cane, and then they stopped the match because Goldberg's yep. leg was so bad. And, um, hey, did you watch Bobby Lashley with Stone Cold on the uh, Broken Skull sessions? No, I'll have to check that I, one out. Those things are always really good. But, yeah, Bobby Lashley, his story is great. Because, uh, Jank, I'm sure you don't know this, but uh, he was on his route to be in the Olympics. That was his goal, to be an Olympic wrestler. And uh, But right right before the Olympics, like before the uh, – what do they call them? Not tryouts, but uh, the Olympics. Oh, is it tryouts? Trials. Yeah, the trials. Uh, he was at a bank, and here some dudes came in to rob the bank with guns and everything. And uh, they they told him to hit the ground, and they shot a bullet went right by Lashley's head, like when he went down, and he went down so hard on the floor and like the marble floor, or whatever the bank, he blew out his knee. So he had to have surgery on his knee, and he missed the Olympic trials. And um, wow, so it totally fucked up his life. But while he was injured with the knee, WWE called him because Kurt Angle had seen him at a uh, Olympic wrestling camp, and he said, "Hey, you got a great look. Have you ever thought about professional wrestling?" So uh, he got his number, and he gave his number to Jerry Briscoe of the WWE. So just when he was laid up with the surgery on his knee and his Olympic dreams are dead, 
uh, the WWE calls him and says, hey, would you like to come down for a tryout and all that stuff? So he, he kind of like pushed it off as much as he could, but he didn't want to tell him he had a knee injury. So he went down even with the kind sure. of his knee wasn't 100%, but he went down and, you know, the rest is history. But, uh, yeah, so how about that? He could have been dead in a bank robbery. Damn. Yep. That's a crazy story. Yeah. So, all right, um, we're getting to the main event, right? Not too much left. Yeah, next up, Roman Reigns defeated John oh. Cena by pinfall. Well, before this, there was, at some point before this, there was uh, Miz and John Morrison, Johnny Drip Drip, and Austin Creed. Oh, yeah. Hall. Like, this could have, we didn't need this on SummerSlam. Uh, I don't know why, <laughs> the show was going really long, They so they... But I guess that water was the official water of SummerSlam, so they paid him a lot of money to do that, you know. <laughs> so, <but> okay. <laughs> I don't even know what kind of water it was, so. Yeah, no one remembers. I don't know if it was worth it. <laughs> but uh, the official water of SummerSlam, but it's a stupid little. I mean, Xavier did. Woods was great. I thought it was. Yeah. Fine. I guess Kofi was supposed to be there as well as like I guess you know Kevin Nash or whatever, but I, I, yeah. I he might have the COVID as well. He's medically unclear to perform okay well all right so then the big main event like you said uh the head of the table and uh here on this program we acknowledge raymond reigns as our tribal head of the table and our tribal chief and he's going up yep. against john cena do, 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 do. Do, do, mm-hmm. do. and uh i thought it was a good match um, yeah you know it's, cena's looking old though he's starting to look uh like a an old guy in a john cena outfit you know, like I always say about hockey yeah. players, you can tell, like they look like old guys in hockey costumes. He's starting to look like an old guy in a John Cena outfit now, so um, it might be about time. But uh, still, it was a good match, and the Tribal Chief won. Put him down with the spear, and there really wasn't any like chicanery or uh, shenanigans or monkey shine. It, it just he he just beat him flat, right? Like I, I figured That's the Usos will get and yeah, like the Usos know. didn't get involved. Paul Heyman didn't distract or anything. But then, Tuffy, when Ro- when Roman Reigns is standing over the defeated John Cena, what happens? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> uh, Brock Lesnar comes out yeah, with a little, Brock like, uh, little scruffier look now. Holy fuck. Yeah, full beard <laughs> and his head shaved on the sides, but his hair on the top is pulled back into, like, a man bun. <laughs> like a little yeah. ponytail. But but Brock with the beard is always great. He looks like a big Viking badass with his beard. And he uh, yeah, Brock Lesnar shows up. Jank, that means nothing to you, but Brock Lesnar, it's a big deal when he shows up in WWE. And yeah, and it's going to put Brock Lesnar in a bit of a bit of a weird spot. Yeah. Oh, so so you're aware of Brock Lesnar, Jank? You know all about Brock Lesnar? Yeah, yeah. I saw some of his fights in the UFC before. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, I always loved his yeah, post, he, like, uh, like the post interviews with him. Like he was just great. Yeah. He was always talking That's shit. The thing. <laughs> his promos in UFC are so great, and his interviews backstage with him are so amazing. But in WWE, they never let him talk. <laughs> he always says Paul Heyman. <laughs> so, but oh, now, geez. but now Paul Heyman is with Roman Reigns. So what do you do now? So I guess tonight on SmackDown, I just saw a clip before the show that Heyman was going back to the Tribal Chiefs dressing room, and here the door was locked. And the Usos came out and said, hey, you know, did you know Lesnar was coming back? So I guess they're going to be doing something with that angle, you know? So. Yeah. Oh. That'll be good. Um, I guess, so Brock apparently re-signed. The word is he, he agreed uh, it's like a year and a half. Who knows if this is true, but this is what the word is. 
a year and a half contract basically uh, to do eight matches. And I, I guess okay. they brought him back now because there's a Saudi Arabia show kind of coming up, and you know the Saudi Arabia shows they always like to bring in the big names. So they probably are they going to be able to go to Saudi Arabia? The plan is, yeah, that they're going to go there soon. So who knows with the COVIDs, but um, okay, uh, yeah, I guess October 21 they're supposed to be there. Some so is that going to be the big Roman Brock match then? That would be my guess. Um, so we'll see how that works out. But Brock is great. I love Brock. He's so good at wrestling. <laughs> he is so awesome. He doesn't get the credit <laughs> he deserves. Uh, yeah. He's the greatest. And he's like the smartest wrestler in the history of wrestling. Because he'll, he'll always do a contract, then he'll leave for a while, and he'll wait until like AEW gets popular or UFC wants to sign him. And then he's like, all right, maybe I'll go over there. And then <laughs> WWE's like, no, 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 no. Come back to us. And they throw more money at him. <laughs> and then he signs the contract just long enough so then he can leave and go to UFC again. And they're like, no, 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 no. Come back to us. Here's five million more dollars. Go up on TV about once every three weeks <laughs> and wrestle like every other month. Yeah, he doesn't do house shows or anything. He just shows up on Raw every once in a while and does the big pay-per-views. And yeah, he's the best. Love Brock Lesnar. Yeah, he's living a life. <laughs> yes, he is. So, and uh, just lives out on a farm in like Saskatchewan or something. Yeah. Married to Sable. Yeah. He's an old wrestling fan. But, uh, mm. All right. So, uh, what else? Anything else tough you wrestling wise? Oh, I guess CM Punk came back to AEW, and that was big news. Huge yeah. news. CM Punk's back. CM Punk's back. And then, uh, so everyone's waiting to see these ratings for Dynamite on. Uh, you know, Wednesday night, CM Punk. They're going to beat. They're going to get higher ratings than Raw now. Raw did two million, <laughs> and uh, Dynamite with CM Punk, one point one million. Exactly what they always did. Their highest number. So here's the thing. <laughs> everyone was, uh... who gives a everyone who gives a fuck about CM Punk is already watching AEW. That's the bottom line. Yeah, no one else thinks to be in like an old guy in a CM Punk costume these days too. Yeah, he looks very old. Yeah, um, and like no one gives a fuck about him. Because if if this happened, like, three years ago, before we saw him, all the stuff come out about him and Colt Cabana, screwing over Colt Cabana, and uh, all his UFC embarrassments, and uh, before he came back on Fox to do a, a WWE show, uh, you know, to, the backstage show with uh, Renee Young and Booker T and all that, maybe it would have been a bigger deal. But he lost so many fans over that time, just being such a dick, that uh, – like, I wanted to cross the street to see CM Punk, and he's the only reason I got back into wrestling back in 2011 was CM Punk. Mm-hmm. I used to love the guy. Larry always told me that CM Punk was a whiny little bitch, and I was like, nah, he's a great guy. I love CM Punk. Larry was right. Larry knew all along. CM Punk's a whiny little bitch, so fuck CM Punk. Daniel um... <laughs> Bryan's supposed to end up there, too, soon. Yeah, Daniel Bryan should be in AEW soon, so you're like, oh, well, they're really – Making ground on WWE, they're making up ground. This is going to be great. Reactual competition, no, because AEW is still a clown show. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. Uh, yeah. Just botch after botch. The booking's terrible. The bunch of little kids cosplaying as wrestlers. No one looks like they could win a fight in their fucking life. And then you have <laughs> CM Punk comes in and doesn't move the needle. Yeah, because Roman Reigns did an interview with Ariel Hawani last week before this happened, and he said, well. You know, because he asked him about CM Punk coming back, and he's like, well, CM Punk never he never moved the needle. Like, John Cena was more popular than him. The Rock was more popular than him. He never moved the needle. He's just bitter that he's never as popular as they are. 
and people are outraged that Roman Reigns would say such a thing. But yeah, it's the truth. Like it's the little smart, the little group of really, you know, the smart fans in wrestling love CM Punk, but that's such a small core group of fans, the niche audience. Beyond that, no yeah. one gives a fuck. So you're not going to yeah, grow your like audience. Yeah, if like Styles Punk. or Seth Rollins went to AEW, you might get some crossover there. If Brock Lesnar showed up in AEW, holy fuck. Yeah. If uh, Ronda Rousey, if she would come back and go, Becky, um, but no, no one else, that's it. John Cena? Yeah, but WWE pays their actual stars a lot of money. There's a reason that, like, Ambrose and Rusev are the big gets so far. (laughs) And have you seen Ambrose lately? He looks like George Costanza. No. He's so out of shape, (laughs) and... uh, it's it's disturbing. You look at Dean Ambrose now. Um, but, yeah, so I'm glad that AEW is getting all these names because it's bringing more attention to wrestling, and hopefully it'll make a – it looks like it's making WWE at least pay attention a little bit because they're revamping NXT to liven it up. Yeah. Um, so that's good because NXT did get stale. Uh, I guess Adam Cole, today was his last day in WWE. Word is he might be leaving, and he, he should go to AEW because he looks like an AEW wrestler. He, uh, you know, he's very small, and yeah. I don't know. He, he's been down in the Performance Center in NXT for years, and he still doesn't look like he can do a pull-up uh, or a push-up. Yeah. Or a like, he, I've never seen him. He also has, not be able to like, the – he has the Alexa Bliss problem of, like, if you put him in the ring with Roman Reigns, I would not believe yeah. he could beat him. In exactly. It was laughable when they had him going against Karrion Cross. I, look, I kind of started losing interest in NXT when Adam Cole was the champion. And then for the North American title, they had Keith Lee fighting Dominic Dijakovic. It's like, wait, well, this is backwards. <laughs> Keith Lee should be yeah. your champion. Adam Cole yeah. should be the mid-card title. So if he goes to WWE, he's not going to comp- – you can't put him against Roman Reigns, Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre, Brock Lesnar. Like, come on. Stupid. So you just go to AEW. His girlfriend's in AEW. All his old buddies are in AEW. Go over there. Have fun. Stay the fuck away from WWE. You don't need it over here. Just go over there. Um, I'll also say this isn't uh, (laughs) SummerSlam, but uh, the 24-7 title is just great. And Reggie has been fantastic for it. Yeah, Jank, they got this guy named Reggie. He started out as uh, Carmela Sommelier. Yeah, he he was in (laughs) Circus Soleil previously, so he's like an acrobat. Yeah, he's a legit acrobat. So he does all these – he just jumps. It's crazy. He does these jumps that are just insane and spins in the air and lands on his feet and just starts running. And Yeah, it's nuts. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's probably the future. Uh, just getting them gymnasts in here to do crazy shit. Yeah. So there you go. Watch out, Carrie Strug. We finally found her another job. That's your wrestling update. Yeah, so Daniel Bryan is supposed to, like, I guess, premiere on their new, uh, their next pay-per-view. I think that's in, like, a, a couple weeks. But um, yeah, after that, he is, I, you know, not that far away from Daniel, an old man and a Daniel Bryan. <laughs> yeah, I, I, like, I love Daniel Bryan, again, but he's not going to be a guy to get more people to watch AEW either. You know, like, I know he was super popular in WWE, but... I don't think anyone's going to turn the channel to say, oh, i got to see Daniel Bryan in AEW. I, I just don't, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, so, I don't know. I guess that's it. Anything else going on we should discuss? No? Uh, 
I'll say for the record, I believe Alexa, Alexa Bliss could beat up anybody. Except <laughs> <laughs> Zelina Vega. There's nothing she can't do. Yeah. Alexa Bliss versus Zelina Vega, great. That would be a great matchup. They're both five foot even, so yeah, that'd be great. But uh, otherwise, not so much. But uh, no, Carmella got robbed. She should get another title shot. She's only fought Bianca like four times already. Yeah. Yeah, they need to get fresh matchups in here. At least with Becky. Oh, and then uh, Pat McAfee apparently has the COVID because he was out yeah, tonight. Yeah, he, he got the COVID. I guess he had a 104 temperature the other day. He was calling into his radio show, showing him pictures of his temperature. Yikes. Fully vaccinated. 104. They had uh, yeah. Corey Graves and uh, Kevin Owens on the call tonight with um, whoever does it normally. What's his face? Michael Cole. Michael Cole, yeah. Kevin Steen, good old Kevin Owens. Uh, did you hear any of Owens on commentary? Uh, yeah. It was pretty funny uh, during, like, you know, it's Carmella, Zelina, and all them in the ring, and Owens is like, you know, uh, ribbon graves because he's obviously dating Carmella. Yeah. That was, you know, entertaining, but... I feel like Kevin Owens and Corey Graves are probably pretty good together. Yeah, I'm assuming they know each other from all their days on the indies. They had to work together yeah. extensively. Um, and Graves was the announcer in NXT when Owens was down there, too. So. But, um, yeah. All right. Uh, so what else? Uh, football season's close. Two weeks. Jank's excited for that. <laughs> yeah. Got my calendar marked and everything. I bought his Andy Dalton jersey this week. Yeah, <laughs> um, Tuffy will not be here next week, so I don't know what movie. I don't know if I found that Doc Savage movie. We were talking to watching Doc Savage from 1975. I, yeah. I don't know. I'll look for it. But if I can't find okay. it. You can, do, you can just yeah. do like three hours of Columbo next week if you want. Yeah, we could. We could. <laughs> See how it goes. Just get it all out. Description murder. I've been I've been thinking about trying to book guests again, and I almost sent emails Ooh. to two people today to book guests, and I didn't. So maybe tomorrow I will. I don't know, because then I always think, do I want to bother these people first of all? And then once I do, I want to really talk to them. You know, I don't know. <laughs> um, well, <laughs> I say yes. All right, we'll, we'll see. Uh, but otherwise, I'll I'll pick us a winner. Um, Flea Market Fantasy up right now is Black Widow. Uh, Marvel yes. Panther, Black Widow. And uh, so you can read about your Black Widow. And we just recorded a Suicide Squad one. And then next week we'll be recording Warlock. Uh, the Ooh. Warlock, 1973. Ooh, nice. Um, I guess that's about it then. Nothing else? Anybody? Uh, no, I don't think so. All right, fellas. No. Well, thanks. Thanks for talking to me again, and uh, thanks to Tuffy. Thanks to Jank. Yeah. And I don't. I don't know what my closing mm-hmm. line should be. Should it be till next time? You know, keep my kitties reserved, or pass uh, <laughs> to Governor Gabby, or what should be the closing line? Something yeah. based some of, one of the memorable lines from Spring Break. Yeah, maybe we should make it a, a, a memorable line from each movie. Like, like was there a memorable Fuck line? Fuck you, from Paul Break? Land. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, yes. I don't I'm really thirsty. Remember I need a coat. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> uh, yeah, because I really can't remember any memorable lines for spring break. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess until next time, my kitty is reserved. <laughs> Thank you very much.